ओमतिमरांध से ज्ञाजन शलाखया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नम ओं विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामीनामे नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वेलकम एवरीवन फॉर दिस एपिसोड 17 ऑफ स्ट्रेंगनिंग फाउंडेशन सीरीज एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ कृष्ण प्रसाद this can be as brief and as long as we want it to but we will try to uh contain this within about maybe one and a half hours we will see how it goes so if you have any questions um please drop it in the comment section so that we can filter them out and by the end of the session we will address your questions as well <coughs> so krishna prasadam the food offered to krishna actually prasad krishna prasadam does not only include food offered to krishna it also includes the garlands offered to krishna it also includes the charanamrita it also includes um the cloth that was used by krishna or the jewels that were used by krishna anything that krishna used uh, to use the used items of krishna like uddhava says um, in the 11th canto there is one verse uh, which i have not prepared but <clears throat> if we go into the veda base we can find it maybe somebody can help uh include it in the comments um uddhava is saying that i want to use all the things that you used as prasadam and in that way my existence becomes purified so that is krishna prasadam anything that was used by krishna once or how many ever times and then we use it that becomes krishna prasadam so even the light like aarti the aarti is offered and then the light the is offered to all the devotees and devotees take that is also prasadam and the flower that is smelled by krishna uh, offered to krishna is also smelled that is also prasadam so all these things are prasadam even the incense that is also prasadam so but here in this particular uh, session we will explore the especially regarding the food uh, that is offered to krishna so krishna prasadam is uh, more than just vegetarian food I think all of you devotees will already know this uh, but those who are new so for them it is to be understood that it is not just vegetarian food krishna prasadam is what is offered to krishna vegetarian food but offered to krishna um because even in vegetarian food if it is not offered to krishna it is not uh, pure it is full of sins so we should now we will take a look at some of the reasons why we should take krishna prasadam Uh, and not just vegetarian food and of course not n- no non vegetarian food no meat eating is one of our um principles prohibitions and also no intoxication because sometimes some people argue not devotees but outside people uh, cigarette is uh, you know is vegetarian so, yeah it is vegetarian but uh, it is an in- intoxicant so no meat eating and no intoxicants and also there are some items even though classified among vegetarian category 
ordinarily by non devotees it is not they are not consumable by devotees like um, onions garlic and mushrooms and other things as well like chocolate um, or even coca cola all these things so because they have caffeine and uh, of course onion garlic not caffeine there's there are other reasons but we will try to explore every, everything in this session so first is why we should take why should we take krishna prasadam so first is relief from sins our whole devotional service starts with the tongue so in the chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila i'll make it bigger so that you can easily see this so in the chaitanya charitamrita it is said actually it is in the quoted from bhakti rasamrita sindhu by shri rupa goswami अतः श्रीकृष्ण नामादि न भवेद्राह्यमेन्द्रियः सेवं मुखेहि जिह्वादौ स्वयमेव स्फुरत्यदह नाउ देयरफॉर मटेरियल सेंसेस कैन नॉट एप्रिशिएट कृष्णस होली नेम फॉर्म क्वालिटीज एंड पास्ट टाइम्स व्हेन अ कंडीशंड सोल इज अवेकन्ड टू कृष्ण कॉन्शियसनेस एंड रेंडर्स सर्विस बाय यूजिंग हिज टंग to chant the lord's holy name and taste the remnants of the lord's food the tongue is purified and one gradually comes to understand who krishna really is so we are <coughs> our krishna consciousness movement is to create a culture where krishna is worshiped and remembered and our whole krishna consciousness means our whole consciousness should be only krishna so we have to adopt all those practices which will um which are favorable to that so just like if i want to create a culture like for example a yogurt for example yogurt is culture so for i have to add some culture to milk either it is a sour substance like a like a lemon or something like that or especially yeah, the yogurt culture so i am adding something to get a very definite result so that is culture an agriculture agriculture is when when all the conditions are made to suit the uh, one particular crop which is the target of the farmer like in a forest everything grows there is no culture there is just wild that's why it's called wild but if we want one particular crop to grow we have to sow those seeds and we have to take out everything else all the weeds have to be taken out and the conditions of water the sunlight uh the um, the soil nutrients everything has to be in accordance uh, so that just that one particular crop is um you know grown so that is called culture agriculture so culture means you are you are having one particular aim and to achieve that aim we are creating all the conditions so that that aim is uh, fruitfully manifested so first thing have we have to understand is that our aim of life nate vidu swarthagatim hi vishnu usually people do not know the aim of life the aim of life is to surrender to krishna and to become his servant because that is our constitutional position and to get to that every activity should be molded in such a way so as to um, make us remember krishna always so one of the fundamental practices of devotees should be 
to eat Krishna Prasadam. And that is because Jihva, here it is said Jihva though, self-realization starts not with the mind, not with the intelligence, not with anything else, but the tongue. Uh, with the tongue, it's, it's quite, um, uh, I mean, uh, counterintuitive. Uh, how can it start with the tongue? But actually it does. Because we think self-realization is a matter of intelligence probably because you know we need to have intelligence to understand you know or even question. But then <clears throat> unless we have the Lord's mercy, we can't really access this, this knowledge. Even though we may be intelligent uh, materially speaking, but if we are not having the mercy of the Lord, we won't really be uh, coming to the right conclusion. Like we see so many philosophers and scientists, they all come to the wrong conclusion. They are all very intelligent, very, very intelligent. But they have IQs of like, I don't know, 150, 160, maybe 200, I don't know. But <coughs> they come to a wrong conclusion. Why? Because it's not a, uh, it's not a, a product of intelligence. Uh, the Lord's another name is Adhokshaja. He cannot be subdued by our intelligence. So only nāyamātma pravachanena labhyo na medhaya, na medhaya. It's not by intelligence you can understand him. And na bahuna shrutena. Yamevaisha vrunute tena labhyas. Tasyaisha atma vivrunute tanam swam. Whomever he chooses, that person um, will be revealed. I mean that person, uh, for that per person, Krishna will be revealed. As he himself chooses. And he chooses his devotee, like he chose Arjuna. Why he did not choose many jnanis or yogis or pandits at that time? Why he chose Arjuna? Uh, although he was a Kshatriya, he was not a Brahmin also. But he chose him because Bhakto Sime Sakhacheti Rahasyam Hietadutamam. This is a great secret, the spiritual knowledge. And this Rahasya is accessible only to a devotee and friend of Krishna. So, first we have to have the mercy of the Lord. And Prasadam is mercy of the Lord. And the tongue is very significant. It can either drag us down to hell or it can take us back to Godhead. Just the tongue. So the two things the tongue does, vibrate sounds and accept food. So if we accept meat and all these untouchable foods in the mode of ignorance, we are going down to hellish worlds or even animal kingdom. But if we eat Satvikahar, then one is promoted to the mode of goodness. But if one eats Prasadam, it is even more than Satvik. Shuddha Sattva, food. So that food is a mercy of Krishna, Prasadam. <clears throat> so now, so first thing is that our aim, why we should eat Krishna Prasadam? Because our aim is to go back to Godhead. Any other food is full of sins. And as long as we are sinful, there is no admission into the kingdom of God. We are not qualified. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, text 13, it is said, Yajna shishtashi nahasanto muchyante sarvakil bishayhi bhunjate te tvagham papa yepa chantyatma karanat. So, Yajna shishta. Yajna shishta means food taken after performance of Yajna. The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they Eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. 
So this is the reason why we eat Krishna Prasadam. Every other food is sinful. Only the food offered to Krishna is sinless. <clears throat> now, in the Chandogya Upanishad, there is this quotation, which we have also many times um, quoted in the seventh mandala, 26th chapter, uh, verse 2. Ahara Shuddhau Sattva Shuddhihi Sattva Shuddhau Dhruva Smritihi Smriti Lambhe Sarva Granthi Naam Vipramokshaha So by performance of Yajna, one's eatables Sorry See, by performance of Yajna, one's eatables become sanctified and by eating sanctified foodstuffs one's very existence becomes purified. By the purification of existence, finer tissues in the memory become sanctified. And when memory is sanctified, one can think of the path of liberation and all these combined together lead to Krishna consciousness, the great necessity of the present day society. So this is a very important thing. So eating is very important as we have already many times reiterated here. Um, you are what you eat. So whatever you... Whatever we eat, according to that, our consciousness develops. And if we eat food in the mode of goodness, our our food, I mean, our existence will be in the mode of goodness. If we eat in the mode of passion, our existence will be in the mode of passion. If we eat in the mode of ignorance, our mode of our consciousness will go into the mode of ignorance. But if we eat Krishna Prasadam, we can come above the three modes. Uh, so here you see. By eating sanctified foodstuffs, which are produced by yajna, that means yajna means sacrifice. We offer to Krishna first, and then eat the remnants. By the purification, our existence becomes purified just by eating sanctified foodstuffs. So, food acts in two ways. It not just um, fills up our stomach and provides nutrients, which modern science can understand. But more importantly, on a subtle level, it is influencing our consciousness. This is very much unknown to the modern scientist. The consciousness of the cook, uh, the one who is cooking, it's, uh, it also goes into the food. So therefore, it is said that, in, in materially it is said, that among all the foods, the, co the food cooked by, by one's mother is the best. Because... The mother's consciousness is always, she is the best well-wisher for the child. See, so eating the mother's food is the best. Uh, like they say, home-cooked food, mother's food, like that. So what is the difference in mother's food? Her food may, may not be as stylish and as, as tasteful or as flavorful as the uh, food we may find in um, uh, restaurants and other places. But her, her food is cooked with love. She has all good intentions for the children. So, therefore, the mother's uh, food is the best. Of course, that is materially. Um, spiritually, prasadam. Prasadam because it is offered to Krishna. And that Krishna prasadam, Krishna is the real mother and father, you know, of everybody. So, when he eats and leaves the remnants, that is even more than mother's food. So, that's why Krishna prasadam is the best of all foods. So the consciousness of the food, I mean of the cook, also goes into the food. Um, 
and also the eatables themselves what are the what are the ingredients used they also influence our consciousness mm-hmm. so all these things have to be considered so vedic understanding of food is much greater than just the modern scientific nutritional understanding of food um, <clears throat> in fact um, sometimes it even like uh, for example hiranyakashipu he was on air even dhruva maharaj even we saw in the example of tulsi devi she sustained herself on air for 40000 celestial years so how is that possible nutritionally it doesn't make sense uh, so there are there this is all a subtle science of the yogis the yogis can do many wonderful things uh, this is a subtle science how they can make use of just air and sunlight just like the plants do plants already do that they take sunlight and then convert into nutrients and they grow like that so a yogi who is perfected he can just subsist on sunlight and he can create his food he doesn't need any eatable so these are all very subtle things which modern science have no access to but anyway coming back to the point so the consciousness matters so krishna prasadam is much different from than just vegetarian food all right now so this is quoted this chandogya upanishad verse is quoted in the bhagavad gita chapter 3 text 11 as it is stated here so now what happens when we eat krishna prasadam how does it affect our consciousness so this verse is actually not quoted in this context by krishna but prabhupada also used this verse in in context of prasadam so this is from the chapter 2 text 65 of bhagavad gita prasade sarva dukhanam hani rasyopajayate prasanna chetaso hyashu buddhi paryavatishthate prasade sarva dukhanam hani so by, from prasadam by taking prasadam of course here on achieving the causeless mercy of the lord prasade prasadam means mercy so this food is also mercy and in other way also the mercy of the lord is also called prasad so by eating prasadam we are taking the mercy of the lord sarva dukhanam hanir hmm. now our we are our material existence is very turbulent because of no prasadam from the lord no mercy of the lord because we have it's not that the lord is not merciful on us he is but we chose to run away from his mercy and that's why we are suffering and once we take krishna prasadam even though un- we don't know even what we are taking suppose like we distribute prasadam to many people on the street or many people poor people or even rich people we don't make discrimination for us poor means uh, whoever is poor in happiness he is poor and everybody who is not krishna conscious he is actually poor even though he may have billions and trillions of dollars in his account he is actually poor um, so we distribute food to the poor um, not just financially poor our modern society of course classifies everybody financially uh, whether first world country second world country developed country now non developed or high class person or low class person everything depends on money nowadays and even rich and poor they they um, i mean decide on money but our de- decision of rich and poor is based on happiness uh, and anandamayo bhyasat how much are we close to that happiness so brahma saukhyam tu anantam those who devotees who they are they are um, unlimitedly happy uh, because they are always in connection with krishna and he is the reservoir of all pleasure 
ಸೊ ರಾಮ ರಮಂತೆ ಯೋಗಿನೋನಂತೆ ಸತ್ಯಾನಂದೇ ಚಿದಾತ್ಮನೆ ಇತಿ ರಾಮಪದೇನಾಸೌ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಭಿ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಭಿಧೀಯತೆ ಸೊ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಆರ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಇನ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಸೊ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ರಿಯಲ್ ರಿಚ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ದ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಮನಿ ಮನಿ ದ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಮನಿ ಈಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಪೂರರ್ ದನ್ ದ ಸೋಕಲ್ ಪೂರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಲೆವೆಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ಲಿ ಲೋ ಸೊ ಎನಿ ವೇ ಪ್ರಸಾದೇ ಸರ್ವ ದುಃಖಾನಾಂ ಹಾನಿರ್ ಸೊ ಬೈ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಸಾದಂ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಆಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ರಿ ಪೊಸಿಷನ್ ಟು ದ ಲಾಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಆಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಸಾದಂ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ದ ರೆಮ್ನೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಯು ನೋ ಪಾರ್ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ರೆಮ್ನೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಸೊ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಎಸೆನ್ಷಿಯಲಿ ದ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ದ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಭೋಕ್ತಾರಂ ಯಜ್ಞತಪಸಾಂ ಸರ್ವಲೋಕಮಹೇಶ್ವರಂ ಸೌಹೃದ ಸರ್ವಭೂತಾಂ ಜ್ಞಾತ್ವಾ ಮಾಂ ಶಾಂತಿ ಮೃಚ್ಛತಿ ವಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಪೀಸ್ ಬೈ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಎಕ್ನಾಲಜಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾಡ್ ಅಹಂ ಸೆ ಅಹಂ ಹಿ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞಾನ ಭೋಕ್ತಾ ಚ ಪ್ರಭುರೇವ ಚ ಐ ಆಮ್ ದ ಬೆನಿಫಿಷರಿ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ದ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಸೊ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಎಕ್ನಾಲಜ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದೆನ್ ಪೀಸ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಅದರ್ವೈಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಪೀಸಸ್ ಸೊ the peace starts i mean the 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 devotional service starts by accepting that the lord is the supreme so if i am eating food on my own i want to be the enjoyer but if i am eating krishna prasadam i have already acknowledged it is deemed like you know those um those uh, <laughs> notifications you get on the browser sometimes when you go to visit the website or something uh, by using our website you accept that there are some cookies which will you know some you know um, which will monitor your program i mean your movement within the website or something and then they ask you to agree then you just agree we hardly see the terms and conditions terms and conditions usually we just look at where is the tick mark and then tick we don't nobody reads the terms and conditions unless one is a lawyer if he is really something otherwise we just like we just accept the terms and conditions okay just move forward i agree <laughs> so by accepting krishna prasadam we are blindly ticking the mark i agree that you are the supreme lord you are the supreme enjoyer i am just taking your remnants so but even that blind agreement that you are the supreme lord i am the secondary i am prakriti i am to be enjoyed by you so that itself is the beginning of a pious activity so simply food distribution is not good um, the food which is offered to krishna and then distributed that prasadam that is real distribution of mercy and a person who takes krishna prasadam he is unknowingly accepting the supremacy of the lord unknowingly yeah. so prasade sarva dukha and that acceptance of the lord as a supreme enjoyer will start to diminish his sinful reactions our sinful reactions is because we want to be the enjoyer we wanted to we wanted to compete with the lord and that's why we are uh, suffering so sarva dukha nam hanir so and even on a practical level that is on a more subtle level this understanding but even on a more practical level our hunger is satisfied our stomach's hunger our physical hunger is satisfied so materially that dukha because hunger is also one of the miserable conditions in this material world so that is satisfied and as long as your eating is satisfied you can live like for example now there is there is lockdown everywhere people are still living they're not dying because the real thing that we really need is food shelter clothing and of all, even of those three the most fundamental is food so if the food is there 
we can survive somehow or other so prasade sarva dukhanam haner asya upajayate prasanna chetaso hi ashu buddhi paryavati so next prasanna we become very happy become very happy because not only the physical hunger is satisfied but also because the consciousness of the food as we have understood ahara shuddha sattva shuddhi our existence becomes purified so when we eat krishna prasadam our existence is becoming purified and in purified existence what is that tada rajastamo bhava kamalo bhadayaschaye cheta ete ranavidham sthitam satve prasidati by um, coming out of the passion and ignorance by purification if one one comes to the mode of goodness actually this happens through hearing of the bhagavatam so this is explained um, we will see this was i hope uh, the software works properly although i expect some delays so please bear with it there there you go already started so so by hearing of the bhagavatam one comes from the mode of passion and ignorance and sthitam satve prasidati we come to the mode of goodness then after what happens tadarajastamo bhava kamalo bhadayasthi echeta ete ranavidham sthitam satve prasidati so sthitam satve prasidati see that that is the uh, effect of coming to the mode of goodness as soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart the effects of the mo- nature's mode of modes of passion and ignorance such as lust desire and hankering disappear from the heart then the devotee is established in goodness and he becomes completely happy prasidati evam prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakti yogatah this is the next so this is how devotional service actually starts see evam prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakti yogatah भगवत तत्व विज्ञान मुक्त संगस्थाइटिफिकोडेशन so evam prasanna manaso now that is exactly not uh, translated uh, thus established in unalloyed goodness the ma- the man whose mind has been enlivened by contact with devotional service prasanna manaso means prasanna means happy manasa his mind becomes happy sometimes they don't even know why they are happy after eating prasadam uh, they, they don't know the miraculous effects of prasadam so that is because actually the lord is pleased as paramatma and that happiness radiates to that person who has actually partaken who has partaken the prasadam so by that evam prasanna samana so what happens bhagavad bhakti yogasa yogatah so one is introduced to bhagavad bhakti uh, and uh, bhagavad tattva vigyanam he can understand then what is bhagavad tattva vigyanam the knowledge of the absolute truth Uh, then that leads to mukta sangasya jayate it will lead to liberation from material existence so the same thing here also prasanna chetaso hi ashu buddhi paryavatishtate buddhi buddhi first he becomes happy his mind becomes happy then buddhi slowly by ha- having prasadam 
the buddhi becomes parivatishthate it becomes to established For one thus satisfied in Krishna consciousness, the threefold miseries of the material existence exist no longer. In such satisfied consciousness, one's intelligence is soon well established. So, one such practical example is Narad Muni, who in his previous life was just an ordinary boy, nothing great. He was a son of a Sudrani. And he did not know who his father was. In fact, in fact, his mother also, there was no mention of who the father was. So, it appears that she was even like a prostitute. So, it's like a Shudrani. She was like not a very high, high class lady. So, but when the devotees, pure devotees were traveling through that path, she had a small cottage and pure devotees in the Chaturmasya, Chaturmasya means the four months of the rainy season, the traveling sannyasis, they don't travel in those four months. They kind of lock down themselves um, in a place because of the rain. They don't travel. And at that time, they increase their austerities, their tapasya and everything. And other people can come and visit them and you know they, they will explain about devotional service. So, people in the Chaturmasya, the householders, they take advantage of such uh, sadhus who are staying you know, and sometimes they invite those sadhus to stay in their house. I remember um, my mother was telling me that my great-grandfather, uh, he was, um, he used to always do that in the Chaturmasya. He used to invite all the sadhus to sleep in the house. You know, he used to have a big veranda in our ancestral home. I also saw it when I was um, six years old. So, there is a huge, you know, veranda and I think at least like 30 to 50 people can sleep nicely. So, in the night, you know, he would feed them, I mean, he would feed them prasadam and he will give them rest, you know. So, he, so that way, people used to do all these things. So, she, this lady happened to be nearby those uh, devotees who put up a small cottage and was staying there and she thought, oh, some sadhus are here, let me go and serve them. And she had a boy, five-year-old boy. And that boy became Narad Muni. How did he become? So, he, she was going to serve them and he was just, as a small boy, he was just helping and, you know, playing or whatever. And then, um, he took permission from them because they ate prasadam and some was remaining. And he said, can I take some of it? Then he took. And immediately by that, his consciousness became like them. So, this is that verse. Uchishtale paan anumodito dvijaye sakritsma bhunje tadapasta kilbishaha evam pravrittasya vishuddha chetasas tadharma evatma ruchihi prajayate. Uchishtale paan, the remnants of foodstuffs. Anumodita, being permitted, dvijaye, the Vedantist Brahmanas. Sakrit, once upon a time, only once he ate. Sma in the past, Bhunje took that uh, tat by that action. Apasta eliminated Kilbisha all sins. Evam pravrittasya, evam does pravrittasya being engaged. Vishuddha chetasa, you see, chetasa, the consciousness became purified. Vishuddha chetasa. Tat, that particular dharma, nature, eva, certainly, atmaruchihi, transcendental attraction, 
Prajayate was manifested. So what is that? Once only by their permission, I took the remnants of their food and by so doing, all my sins were at once eradicated. Thus being engaged, I became purified in heart and at that time, the very nature of the transcendentalist became attractive to me. So you see, he became attracted to devotional service just by taking prasadam. And if you see Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, how he attracted people to this movement, he engaged, he, he, Prabhupada many times said, I started this whole movement with the love feast. Just I was preparing food and at least 200 people were coming and eating. He alone was cooking food for 200 people and not just one, two items. Like a lavish feast, nice sweets, nice rice and chapatis, everything he was preparing for 200 people. How At that age, you know, 70 plus. In the beginning days, nobody was assisting him. And slowly when those all those people were eating and going and, and dirtying the whole place and nobody was even washing the dishes and nobody was helping in the cooking and slowly, slowly some of them started to feel, hey, he's working so hard for us, it is not good, you know, just to eat and go away, you know, maybe we can offer some help. And that's how slowly, slowly people became devotees. So, uh, so he just, in, just distributed prasadam and he chanted two things. So, the tongue. The tongue was thus engaged, Srila Prabhupada engaged their tongue in Krishna's service. And especially when they put the gulab jamun in the mouth, that's it. They forgot everything else. And they became devotees. They became devotees. In fact, uh, there was one Satsurup Das Goswami. He used to have long beard and you know, all the hippies. So long beard and everything. And he used to eat gulab jamun so many. You know, like dozen gulab jamuns he used to eat. And all the juice syrup all will be on his beard and everything was like... <laughs> <laughs> but he used to enjoy it so much and then he became a devotee after that. So, this is how um, he, Prabhupada made devotees. So, soon their intelligence became well established. They became happy first of all and and also there is a miraculous thing about Prasadam. Like, the, actually there is a, I think I saved it. Okay, we will read first the purport of this and then we will go to that. Okay. Pure devotion is as much infectious in a good sense as infectious diseases. So when we eat now in COVID-19 now situation, they are saying don't eat, don't share your food with others because the the virus may spread like that, the infection may spread. So here it is said, pure devotion is as much infectious in a good sense as infectious diseases. A pure devotee is cleared from all kinds of sins. The personality of Godhead is the purest entity and unless one is equally pure from the infection of material qualities, one cannot become a pure devotee of the Lord. The Bhaktivedantas, as above mentioned, were pure devotees and the boy became infected with their qualities of purity by their association and by eating once the remnants of remnants of food stuff taken by them. Such remnants may be taken even without permission of the pure devotees. There are sometimes pseudo-devotees and one should be very much cautious about them. We should not take food from the pseudo-devotees, you know, especially pure devotees, advanced devotees, we can take from them. And especially it is good to take permission. From pure devotees, there is no need to take permission. Uh, but as a matter of etiquette, uh, Narad Muni, he asked their permission. Uh, there are sometimes pseudo-devotees and one should be very much cautious about them. There are many things which hinder one from entering devotional service. But by the association of pure devotees, all these obstacles are removed. See, there are many things which hinder one from entering devotional service. So many things. But by the association of pure devotees, all these obstacles are removed. You know? We may consider many things as obstacles, but actually when we associate with pure devotees, we understand, we get the strength to overcome all those obstacles easily. 
just by hearing from them. Uh, so, of course, when Narad Muni was eat, he ate the food, it does not mean that he just went inside, ate and came back. No, he did, he also helped serve, I mean, he also, you know, helped his mother in serving them. So, in that way, uh, he engaged in service and he associated with them. So, you see, but by the association of pure devotees, all these obstacles are removed. The neophyte devotee becomes practically enriched with the transcendental qualities of the pure devotee, which means attraction for the personality of Godhead's name, fame, qualities, pastimes, etc. Infection of the qualities of the pure devotee means to imbibe the taste of pure devotion always in the transcendental activities in, of the personality of Godhead. What does this infection of the pure devotee means? means the neophyte devotee who takes the remnants of such a devotee, it is called Maha Mahaprasadam. Like Vishwambar Prabhu the other day he was showing in the comments. I think maybe you can put that comment, I mean that verse again. So when the Lord takes the food, it is called Mahaprasadam. And when the devotee takes the prasadam and he leaves behind his remnants, especially a pure devotee, and that becomes Maha Mahaprasadam. So this is very important. So Narad Muni took that Maha Mahaprasadam. He took the prasadam of the uh, devotees. So, infection of the qualities of the pure devotee means to imbibe the taste of pure devotion always in the transcendental activities of the personality of Godhead. This transcendental taste at once makes all material things distasteful. Therefore, a pure devotee is not at all attracted by material activities. After the elimination of all sins or obstacles on the path of devotional service, one can become attracted, one can have steadiness, one can have perfect taste, one can have transcendental emotions and at last one can be situated on the plane of loving service to the Lord. Of the Lord. All these stages developed by the association of pure devotees and that is the purport of this stanza. So, it starts with this prasadam and getting a uh, preliminary attraction for the movement and the whole Hare Krishna, the, the, the devotional life and then in, in, the, in that way one is introduced to one principle after another and he advances from one stage to another. Shraddha, uh, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Anarthanivritti, uh, Nishtha, Ruchihi, Asakti, uh, Bhava and then Prema. Finally, love of Godhead. So, these are all stages of um, advancement. So, all that starts with the prasadam. So, one second. So, this is the um, nice effect of tasting Krishna prasadam. Now, uh, one second, I will just minimize these things. I think there is one place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says in the Antyalila, 16th chapter, the, the miraculous effect of prasadam. I think, where did I... Okay, never mind. So, we will go to that. Why should we not eat anything which is not Krishna Prasadam? Next. So, what is wrong in not, I mean, in take, in not taking Krishna Prasadam? So, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Antilila, chapter 6, texts 278 and 279. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is explaining. Vishaira Anna Khaile Malin Hoyman Malinman hoile nahe Krishna rasmaran. So,
so we got to be a little bit patient with this <laughs> little slow so here when one eats food offered by a materialistic man okay when one eats food offered by a materialistic man one's mind becomes contaminated and when the mind is contaminated one is unable to think of krishna properly this is the problem so when we don't take krishna prasadam our mind cannot be fixed on krishna our buddhi just now we have said our buddhi paryavatishthate our buddhi our intelligence becomes established well established now the exact opposite happens when we don't take krishna prasadam our intelligence becomes um, contaminated and it's not well established it's it's lost and when intelligence is lost that means we don't think of krishna properly mm. we get attracted to materialistic ideas we get all these things happen when we associate with materialists especially by taking their food so in the purport shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur mentions something important shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur suggests that people who are materialistically inclined and sahajiyas or so called vaishnavas who take everything very casually are both vishayis or materialists eating food offered by them causes contamination and as a result of such contamination even a serious devotee becomes like a materialistic man there are six kinds of association giving charity accepting charity accepting food offering food talking confidentially and inquiring confidentially one should very carefully av- avoid associating with both the sahajiyas who are sometimes known as vaishnavas and the non vaishnavas or avaishnavas their association changes the transcendental devotional service of lord krishna into sense gratification and when sense gratification enters the mind of a devotee he is contaminated the materialistic person who aspires after sense gratification cannot properly think of krishna see sometimes even the so called vaishnavas hmm but they are sahajiyas they take everything cheaply so even from them we cannot take so that means the devotees have to be very strongly situated yeah that's how we have to take prasadam and in the next verse it is said vishayar anna hoy rajasanimantran data bhokta duhar malin hoy man when one accepts an invitation from a person contaminated by the material mode of passion when one accepts an invitation from a person contaminated by the material mode of passion the person who offers the food and the person who accepts it are both mentally contaminated shila bhakti vinod thakur says that there are three varieties of invitations those in the mode of goodness those in the passion and those in uh, ignorance an invitation accepted from a pure devotee is in the mode of goodness an invitation accepted from a person who is pious but materially attached is in the mode of passion and an invitation accepted from a person who is a uh, materially very sinful is in the mode of ignorance so these are the different kinds of invitations in fact there is another verse um, where shri prabhupad says that there are two kinds of meat eaters one uh, we will one second i think we will try to take that verse out hopefully we can take it so there are two kinds of meat eaters one is a person who eats meat and another meat eater is a person who associates with associates with a meat eater he is also considered classified among the meat eaters um uh, this is especially in the connection with uh, when rupa goswami and sanatan goswami they approached the lord especially sanatan goswami he said niche jati niche sangi patati patita adham so he said i am niche jati niche sangi patita adham 
he is actually from a saraswat brahmin family so sanatan goswami and rupa goswami why, why did he say himself as niche jati because he was associating with meat eaters um his his he was a prime minister of uh, what is that nawab hussain shah and he you know in that way he was associating with all kinds of meat eaters who eat even cow you know so just by associating with them you know he he became uh, an outcast so you should not closely associate with especially with meat eaters um, of course now everybody is associating with meat eaters in the workplace or something like that therefore one should minimize one's one should not closely as much as necessary that's all but otherwise better not to associate with them and just keep it to official and then that's it and if you want really you know help him give him some prasadam every now and then and that is the best way to help him and ask him to take um, krishna prabhupad's books and if he reads and if he changes that's well and good because one once upon a time some of us we all maybe meet eaters you know and then now we have come to krishna consciousness so um, they can also be changed if they are sincere so we never know oh he is a meat eater and never mind he is a rascal you know no that is not de- devotee's mood he is thinking how to help them but if he is especially envious and you know offensive then we can't do anything but otherwise just give krishna prasadam and if he is you know um, uh, if he can be given some books that will be well and that's that's the greatest service so two kinds of meat eaters so this um, software is a bit uh, erratic now so it will be a bit slow and uh, sluggish okay Here you see, I don't know what verse is this. Uh, because the verse number is not clearly visible. It is showing Bhagavad Gita introduction but of course not. So here he is saying, I think Sanatana Goswami is saying, Mlecha jati mlecha sevi, kori mlecha karma, go brahman drohi sange amara sangam. How he is saying you see. मलेच्छ जाति मलेच्छ सेवी करी मलेच्छ कर्मा गो ब्राह्मण द्रोही संगे आमार संगमा वाव वेरी नाइसली पुट सो ही सेइंग एक्चुअली वी बिलोंग टू द कास्ट ऑफ मीट ईटर्स बिकॉज़ वी आर सर्वेंट्स ऑफ मीट ईटर्स यू सी सो इफ आई एम सर्विंग समबडी हु इज अ मीट ईटर आई आई एम आल्सो क्लासिफाइड अमंग द मीट ईटर्स so this is very important point to note for especially for devotees see how sanatan goswami is saying actually we belong to the caste of meat eaters i think the sanatan goswami i think i hope i hope um, i may be wrong because i'm not very much i can't see the verse number so actually we belong to the caste of meat eaters because we are servants of meat eaters because in history in chaitanya leela they were the ones who were serving the the mlechas indeed our activities are exactly like those of meat eaters because we always associate with such people who we are inimical toward the cows and brahmanas go brahmana drohi sange uh, we are associating with those people who are uh, against cow protection and brahmanical culture 
and therefore we are classified also as Mlecha. Mlecha means meat eater. So in the purport, Prabhupada mentions there are two kinds of meat eaters, one who is born in a family of meat eaters and one who has learned to associate with meat eaters. From Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswamis, formerly Dabir Khas and Sakar Malik. So although they were Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis, in the Mohammedan government, they were actually called uh, Dabir Khas and Sakar Malik. This was these were their Muslim names, um, Sanatan and Rupa Goswami in the government of Nawab Hussain Shah. We can learn how one attains from Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswamis. We can learn how one attains the character of a meat eater simply by associating with meat eaters. At the present moment in India, the presidential offices are occupied by many so-called brahmanas, but the state maintains slaughterhouses for killing cows and makes propaganda against Vedic civilization. The first principle of Vedic civilization is the avoidance of meat eating and intoxication. Presently in India, intoxication and meat eating are encouraged and the so-called learned brahmanas presiding over this, this state of affairs have certainly become degraded according to the standard given herein by Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami. These so-called brahmanas give sanction to slaughterhouses for the sake of a fat salary and they do not protest these abominable activities. By deprecating the principles of Vedic civilization and supporting cow killing, they are immediately degraded to the platform of Mlechas and Yavanas. A Mlecha is a meat eater and a Yavana is one who has, de- who has deviated from Vedic culture. So Mlecha is a meat eater, Yavana means one who has deviated from Vedic culture. Unfortunately, such Mlechas and Yavanas are in executive power. How then can there be peace and prosperity in the state? So anyway, so this is the point. We can go on with the purport, but the point you get. So by associating with meat eaters, we also become classified among the meat eaters. Now, children from young, from schools, they are associating with other children who are meat eaters. And therefore, many devotee children even, they are not interested in devotional service anymore. Once they reach teens, we have already discussed this, I think, uh, day before yesterday or something, or yesterday. The devotees' children themselves are not interested in these things because they associate with meat eaters and they develop their qualities. And they also they, they become inimical, therefore, to devotional service. They are not interested, they are not, they just are coming because maybe the parents are pushing them to come. And once they attain a little state of independence, like maybe age of 15, 16, 17, they will hardly be seen in the temple at all. So, in this way, one goes into materialistic life. And also, the, the, the adults going to the office and associating with so many meat eaters. So, all this is very contaminating. Therefore, it is best not to engage in such work. But if, if one is engaged, he should keep his association to the very minimum, just to the official um, work and after that cut off and for preaching for preaching yes you can talk to that person for preaching but otherwise if the person cannot be preached to for some reason then maybe prasadam and other than that just keep it very formal and not closely associate with them and accept their ideas you know sometimes because close means once you become friends with them and once you become close with them sometimes they will say some rubbish and then you have to smile and that by half acceptance of that <laughs> we also like we also implicated in that because it is said see when you are in an association where they are doing something wrong and you know it but you don't speak up then you are also implicated in that uh, this is explained in the 10th canto 44th chapter 10th verse um, what is that it starts with um, one second. 
सभाम न सभाम प्रविशेत प्राज्ञा यस संगदोषान अनुस्मरण अब्रुवन विब्रुवन अज्ञो नरम किल्बिशम आश्नुते ओह कृष्णा सी व्हाट इज हैपनिंग आई डोंट नो व्हाट इज दिस इज एवरीथिंग गेटिंग डिलीटेड फ्रॉम द सॉफ्टवेयर नो 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 दिस दिस इज बोगस ियटी and if having entered such an assembly he fails to speak the truth speaks falsely or pleads ignorance he will certainly incur sin so if somebody you know a colleague or you know the friend you know if they say oh my favorite is actually chicken rice or something like that then we just say ha 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 then we're implicated unintentionally we don't want to get implicated but we're implicated just by being there when he said that a devotee's job is to tell him no actually you will get sinful reactions like that You know, you you're killing this chicken, then you're going to become the chicken in your next life. Are you ready for that? That is the meaning of mamsa. So a devotee has to preach. So sometimes because that preaching will create, you know, some um, friction in the office, and then there will be some kind of uh, uh, what is that? Uh, you know, when you're working with them, and then you have friction, and sometimes it you know doesn't gel well. So for various reasons, for materialistic considerations, one may not start speaking. But actually, we can speak. I mean, we we can present it in a way that is, you know, um, uh, acceptable. But that's why we should not associate very closely with them. And if we do, they should understand that you are a devotee, <coughs> and there should be some limits when they come to you. Uh, when what they should speak, what they should, you know, they should get that aura from you that, okay, I can I better not speak in front of this devotee um, about meat or something. that feeling they should have uh, so because so you have to give that impression so all this is very difficult in a in a karmi setting uh, but if you are strong we we can i mean that's the best thing to do if you are stuck there you know best is not to be even there but if you are stuck there then better that they know what your limits are what your boundaries are so that they don't offend you by speaking something which is not acceptable to you but if we try to just like you know hide ourselves not show that we are a devotee you know like you know just try to be like them you know many devotees also when because of their lack of conviction in their own krishna consciousness lack of understanding uh, lack of pride in their practice they sometimes try to just like cover up their devotional activities and try to just be normal to gel well with the society but that actually is a recipe for disaster we are asking for trouble in that way that's why actually sanatan goswami and rupa goswami they gave up the whole thing that is the best of course but if we can't then we just create our own boundaries you create your boundary and let them understand that this is what you stand for just like for example and give you a good example a muslim man everybody knows that he will not eat pig right so everybody respects that because they stand for their principle 
they stand for their principle nobody offers him, offers him pig uh, but sometimes devotees when they don't speak up when they don't say that okay according to my religious practice i cannot eat vegetarian food in fact i cannot even hear about um, anything positive about you know meat and all this is actually not you know in the, at the least you can tell this you know if you don't want to preach to that person at least if you don't want that person to preach to you or tell you about the nutrients of meat or you know, what his favorite meat food is then you can just say that um, so according to my religious practices i can i i uh, it is it is prohibited for me to eat food uh, and also eat with eat when others are eating that food meat so i can't eat with you because they will also call you for some lunch from dinner some you know some some get together so we can't accept those invitations as we have already understood you know because it is a rajas nimantran or tamasik nimantran it's actually mostly tamasik nimantran because there will be intoxication and there will be meat so these are untouchable things so when we are invited to an event where these things are there it is it is a completely you know uh, non conducible con- i mean conducive environment and therefore you can avoid saying that just like a muslim man for example he will not eat food which is like pig right or he doesn't take alcohol i mean a devout muslim so similarly because they have stood for their religion people respect that okay they will they understand okay even though they may do it but they will respect that okay this person will not do it so we have to stand for our our religion our practices we have to be firm we sometimes feel that feel the difficulty oh they are asking me this i don't know how to say no, no, no. they are asking that because they don't know what your boundaries are they don't know your boundaries that's why they they push you you feel your boundaries are being pushed you know you they're pushing your boundaries and they are stepping into your territory and then trying to disturb your mind by inviting you to some you know get together or something that's because we have not explicitly stated but if we open up and just nicely tell them cordially sir i really appreciate you inviting me but you know according to my religious considerations i can't attend because uh, meat and uh, intoxication all this i can't even be there when these thing these things are served so kindly understand my um, problems so in that way you can excuse yourself you can we think it is difficult it is not people will actually respect that at least at this point i don't know in the future what will happen but at this point at least they will respect that um, a uh, principle if you have a principle then fine okay that will be respected so so but if you fail to speak the truth and if you speak falsely or pleads ignorance act like you don't know you know in in malaysia they say um, what is that make don't know make don't know means ignore i i ignore you know as if it as if we did not say anything <laughs> so so if you do that plead ignorance so we will incur sin best is to preach if you can't do that at least stay away from them so this is the thing so association and it is very dangerous uh, because i mean meat is one thing but also they will talk about so many other things right so all these things will influence and especially in the young minds and the children minds it is so damaging to send them to school and with all these people together um their consciousness is getting wavered because of this so this is very important to understand for devotees of course we don't have a gurukul system you know and also the government doesn't allow it here to have our own educational system but we have to just be minimum of that and then come out of it so now 
um, how to prepare Krishna Prasadam. So first thing is we have to offer food which is acceptable to him. Just like we have just uh, discussed the example of a Muslim man who would not eat a pig. So when you when when somebody invites a Muslim man, of course he is expected uh, not to cook pig for this guy. So similarly, um, when you are inviting someone, when you want to please someone, you have to cook what is pleasing to him. So similarly, if you want to please Krishna, if you want to offer him food, we cannot offer him what we want to eat. We have to offer him what he wants to eat and then eat the remnants of that. So, what can be offered to Krishna? Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, text 26. Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktya prayachati tadaham bhaktyupahritam ashnami prayatatmanaha. So, he says, um, if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. So, here <coughs> the love is important. Uh, we cannot, sometimes devotees, I see some devotees, they don't know, they do this, or they are not very strict about following principles. They think if I go to vegetarian food uh, or a restaurant or something, I will just offer some, you know, buy some vegetarian food and before eating, I will just offer it to Krishna and eat. Because vegetarian food offered to Krishna is prasadam, so that will become prasadam. No, it has to be cooked by a devotee. It has to be cooked by a devotee. Then it is only prasadam. Because bhakti upahritam, the cook must be a devotee. He must be in the consciousness that I am cooking this for Krishna's pleasure. That is prasadam. So, that is important. So, if one offers, because vegetables are not the real real thing that Krishna is asking for, the love, the devotion. So, if one offers me with love and devotion, a leaf, flower, fruit or water, I will accept it. And we offer milk also. So, how milk can be offered, you know, here he did not say milk. So, therefore, we know Krishna, he is known as what? Makhanchor. Makhanchor means he is a butter thief. Butter is made from what? milk. So, Krishna drinks milk. He in fact even drank from the udder of the cow also directly. Uh, so, uh, he takes the milk of a cow. So, this vegan idea, this is another nonsense idea among devotees. Um, at least we devotees should give up the idea of veganism because veganism, although partially good because they don't, um, they are against the cruelty to animals. But their idea that milk can't be taken, cow's milk can't be taken, uh, that is uh, weird. Because uh, they say that um, we are the only species who drink the milk of another species. Whereas every other species they eat, they drink milk of their own species. Um, so the thing is this, that the cow naturally, of course the way the cows are treated in modern slaughterhouses is far from ideal. It's, it's the worst way the cows can be treated ever. Um, but if the cow is treated nicely, uh, she will produce more milk, much more milk than what is required by the calf. Um, and that extra milk can be taken by the humans. It's meant for the humans. Um, so this is this has been taught by Krishna himself. He personally um, performed his makhanchor pastimes, this stealing of butter 
to prove this point that and everything the the yogurt the the milk the butter everything he everything he took so uh, this is um, by krishna he is showing that cow is such an important thing and the ghee is used for sacrifices also so in that way in yajna in performing yajna in performing you know uh, sacrifice for the lord everything cow is so important uh, previously in the vedic culture people used to be classified as rich according to how many cows and how much land they have agricultural land and how many cows they have like nand maharaj the father of krishna he had 900000 cows almost 1 million cows and each of those cow had number of calves and krishna was taking care as a small boy unlimited number of calves you know the small boys when the cowherd boys when they go used to go to the forest and play and they used to graze the cows as well and unlimited number of cows ah lakshavrateshu surabhi rabhipalayantam ಮಾಲಾ each mala he used to have a, a name like um, um what is that mridanga mukhi you know means the the head is like a mridanga shape like this and this so those cows are one big group so when he calls mridanga mukhi all the mridanga mukhis will come all the batch of cows with that head because he has named them like that the whole group so when he called mridanga mukhi and then all those cows will come and then he uh, there's another name for like um, the white cows the you know the so different different names he has hamsi hamsi then those cows will come so like this he has uh, like this names and when he calls one name then all the other all the cows will come then he calls another name all the different batches of cows. like this he has 108 batches of cows teams of cows and he used to call them like that so anyway so this is krishna so he is expressing the importance of cow uh, they are to be they are to be uh, protected cow protection govinda godvija surarti haravatara uh, yogeshwara akhila guru bhagavan namaste and um, namo brahmanya devaya go brahmana hitaya cha jagadhitaya krishnaya govindaya namo namaha so he is called govinda giver of pleasure to the cows and senses and um he is always looking for the welfare of go brahmana cow protection and brahmanical culture and what happens if we go brahmana hitaya cha when we take care of the cows and brahmanas jagadhitaya the whole universe will be benefited by that so cow protection is a very important ingredient in human civilization unfortunately now it has completely been neglected cows are slaughtered dog is protected cow is killed that is a modern civilization so in the kunti devi prayers she says uh, in the 1843 uh, what is that shri krishna krishna sakha vrishnirishabhavani dhruv rajanyavamsha dahanana pavargavirya 
ಗೋವಿಂದ ಗೋದ್ವಿಜ ಸುರಾರ್ತಿ ಹರಾವತಾರ ಯೋಗೇಶ್ವರಾಖಿಲ ಗುರೋ ಭಗವನ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸೊ ಹೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈಡ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಖ ವೃಷ್ಣಋಷಭಾವನೀಧರು ರಾಜನ್ಯ ವಂಶಧನಾನ್ ಅಪವರ್ಗವೀರ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಗೋದ್ವಿಜ ಸುರಾರ್ತಿ ಹರಾವತಾರ ಹೀ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಅವತಾರ್ ಹೀ ಡಿಸೆಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ವಾಟ್ ರೀಸನ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಹಿ ಗಿವ್ಸ್ ಪ್ಲೆಸರ್ ಪ್ಲೆಜರ್ ಟು ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಕೌಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಹೀ ಗೋದ್ವಿಜ ಸುರ ಆರ್ತಿ ಆರ್ತಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಆರ್ತಿ 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 ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸ್ ಆರ್ತಿ ಹರ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಹೀ ವಿಲ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಾಯ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋದ್ವಿಜ ಸುರ ದ ದ ಕೌಸ್ ದ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಗೋದ್ವಿಜ ಸುರಾರ್ತಿ ಹರಾವತಾರ ಯೋಗೇಶ್ವರಾಖಿಲ ಗುರೋ ಭಗವನ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಓ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಓ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಓ ಚೀಫ್ ಅಮಂಗ್ಸ್ ದ ಡಿಸೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಯು ಆರ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ದೋಸ್ ಪೊಲಿಟಿಕಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟೀಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟರ್ಬಿಂಗ್ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಅರ್ಥ್ ಯುವರ್ ಪ್ರಾವಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಪ್ರಾವಸ್ ನೆವರ್ ಡಿಟೀರಿಯೇಟ್ಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ದ ಪ್ರೊಪ್ರೈಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ ಅಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಡಿಸೆಂಟ್ ಟು ರಿಲೀವ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕೌಸ್ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಸಿ ಯು ಡಿಸೆಂಟ್ ಟು ರಿಲೀವ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರೆಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕೌಸ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಯು ಪೊಸೆಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಪವರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ದ ಪ್ರಿಸೆಪ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ದ ಆಲ್ಮೈಟ್ರಿ ಗಾಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫರ್ ಮೈ ಅಬೇಸನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಯು ಸೊ ಕೌ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಇನ್ಸಿಗ್ನಿಫಿಕೆಂಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಆರ್ ಸಿಗ್ನಿಫಿಕೆಂಟ್ ಬಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ಕೌ ಮಿಲ್ಕ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಕೌಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಸೆಂಡ್ ಟು ದ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ ಹೌಸಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಆಫರ್ ದಾಟ್ ಟು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ಐಡಿಯಲಿ ಐಡಿಯಲಿ ಸ್ಪೀಕಿಂಗ್ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ಕೌಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಿಲ್ಕ್ ದೋಸ್ ಕೌಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫರ್ ಟು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಬಟ್ ಮೆನಿ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಮೆನಿ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ಸಿ ಸೊ ಎಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿ ಇನ್ ಸಿಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಸೊ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಮಿಲ್ಕ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದೀಸ್ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ಡ್ ಕೌಸ್ ದೋಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಟು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದ ಕರ್ಮ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಕೌ ವಿಲ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ರೆಡ್ಯೂಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ಕೌ ಇಸ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ಡ್ ನಾವು ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ಕೌ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಬೀನ್ ಅ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಅ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೌಸ್ ಆರ್ ಕೌ ಈಟರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಕೌ ನಾವ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ವೇ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕರ್ಮ ದ ಕೌಸ್ ಆರ್ ಫೇಸಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಬೈ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ದೇರ್ ಮಿಲ್ಕ್ ಟು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಬೆನಿಫಿಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ವೇ ಅಟ್ ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಸೊ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಅಟ್ ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮ್ ಹೋಪ್ ಅದರ್ವೈಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ದಿಸ್ ದೇ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನೋ ಹೋಪ್ in fact prabhupada said except for the milk they are not cows those cows which are sent to slaughter houses except for the milk uh, except for killing i mean except for killing sorry they are not actually cows that means when you kill them you ca- you get the sin of killing a cow but otherwise usually cows are supposed to be very pious they those which are going into you know pious human being body in the next life they go through cow body so the soul goes through cow's body and the next life is a human body in the mode of goodness so supposed it's supposed to be it is supposed to be like that but these are actually not supposed to be taking birth as cows in that pious way they are actually demons who have eaten cows before and that's why they have taken the form of a cow and to be killed in that same way so but when you kill them you get the sin of killing a cow so the best way the best we can do to for them is offer their milk to krishna so anything offered to krishna becomes purified so in that way the milk can be offered to krishna so can cow milk be offered to krishna of course yes and uh, there is one verse also 
very nice verse actually, two verses in the 10th canto, 6th chapter, verses 37 and 38. Padbhyam bhakta hritisthabhyam, padbhyam bhakta hritisthabhyam, vandyabhyam, vandyabhyam loka vanditai, angam yasyaha samakramya, bhagavan apitatstanam, yatudhan yapisasvargam, avapa jananigatim, krishna bhukta stanakshiraha, Kimugavonumataraha. See very nicely he is, is described here. Of course, we can go word to word, but I will just go to the translation. You see, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is always situated within the core of the heart of the pure devotee. And he is always offered prayers by such worshipable personalities as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. Because Krishna embraced Putana's body with great pleasure and sucked her breast. Although she was a great witch, she attained the position of a mother in the transcendental world and thus achieved the highest perfection. When that is, what then is to be said of the cows whose nipples Krishna sucked with great pleasure and who offered their milk very jubilantly with affection exactly like that of a mother? So if Krishna can give even Putana with a, with a dreadful intention, uh, of killing Krishna, even that person was achieved, was given the uh, position of a mother. What to speak of ordinary cows? Um, so, uh, they will be released from their sins, in other words. So, we have to offer the milk to Krishna. So, this veganism is not supported in our Vedic civilization. Uh, this, is a, this is a demoniac understanding idea. So, now, how to offer actually? And what else actually, what cannot be offered to Krishna? So, I have not compiled it, compiled it here, but Manusmriti says in the 5th chapter, 15th and 19th verses, uh, that um, onions and garlics cannot be offered to Krishna. In fact, cannot be, in fact, if, if anyone takes, even if a Brahmana takes onion and garlic, he immediately falls down from his position and is considered to be a Mlecha, equal to a meat eater, uh, becomes a Yavana. So, um, because uh, garlic is in the mode of ignorance, onion is in the mode of passion, extremely in the mode of passion and they increase the lust and ignorance of the devotee. They can have many medicinal properties, like garlic has many medicinal properties. But just because of that, we, we don't need to take garlic. We can always get those medicinal uh, things from other sources. Uh, just because something is medicinally, you know, just like they say fish is also very good, you know, for the eyes, for the, you know, but we don't take it. Why? Because there are other things, you know, which can give nourishment for the eyes and everything. In plants, everything is there. Uh, so, we just have to take what Krishna takes. Krishna doesn't take, even mushrooms cannot be offered. So, mushrooms cannot be taken as well. Because they are, uh, they grow in the dark. It's more of ignorance. Actually, it's a kind of fungi, fungus. So, that is mushroom. So, that is also not to be taken therefore. So, acceptable uh, things we can offer to Krishna and also there is, um, of course, we cannot take tea and coffee, that also cannot be offered to Krishna. In some, actually there are some uh, Lakshmi Narayan temples like, you know, Hindu temples of Vishnu also, where uh, Charanamrita, you know, morning we have Charanamrita, they, there they distribute tea, outside the altar, tea. Uh, so, this is bogus, it is completely bogus. Um, the priests themselves drink tea and they distribute tea to everybody. So, this is completely bogus. 
so we cannot take tea and coffee and also uh, drinks which have uh, caffeine like uh, this mountain dew coca cola and all this even chocolate also we can't take so there was some uh, uh, also argument about white chocolate because some devotees think white chocolate can be taken but also actually we did a study um, so the scientific study says that although white chocolate is almost completely devoid of caffeine it still has remnants of caffeine it cannot be completely taken out so very small percentage of caffeine is still there and also there is another ingredient called theobromine so this theobromine is there in the tea tea doesn't have caffeine but it has this theobromine which also makes it uh, an addict addiction addictive substance so this theobromine is also there in the white chocolate and there is also the caffeine therefore white chocolate also is not good to be is not cannot be taken because of this reason so so see these things can be offered to krishna um, i mean only the favorable things can be offered to krishna and these are the mantras for offering bhoga to lord krishna so we should eat only krishna prasadam and prasadam doesn't mean only the food at the temple we can also pre- prepare krishna prasadam in the at home in fact all our food should only be krishna prasadam anything else is actually sin so the meals that we prepare at home should be krishna prasadam so how to make krishna prasadam first thing the pots must be clean uh, and they shouldn't be previously used for uh, meat cooking meat or cooking onion and garlic and if one cannot afford to like completely purchase new ones one can also wash them with turmeric completely and Uh, never use them for any other purpose than cooking just the satvik ahar for meant for krishna's worship so in that way one can have those clean utensils and after cooking everything one can offer to krishna nama om vishnu padaya this prabhupada's pranati mantra so three times each of these mantras must be said three times so nama om vishnu padaya krishna prishthaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminita namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschati Deshatarine So we have to say these two mantras and then again repeat them one more time and again one, one more time. Uh, so Namam Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminita Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschati Deshatarine Again Namam Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale So like this three times then go to the next mantra. Some devotees also do this mistake that they chant all the mantras and then chant again and then chant again not like that prabhupad's two mantras again prabhupad's two mantras so repeat the prabhupad's two mantras three times and then go to the chaitanya mahaprabhu's mantra and then repeat that three times and then again go to krishna's mantra and then repeat that three times so why why we why we use this shlokas to uh, chant i mean offer the food so because uh, we are not pure enough that krishna has to take our food so therefore we offer it to shila prabhupad uh, so prabhupad will offer it to chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu will offer it to radha and krishna that is the understanding so in this way through the parampara we have to offer so one has to have a guru then only one can offer we cannot directly offer krishna says neme bhakta jana partha name bhakta astatejana i don't i don't consider your um, somebody who says i'm krishna's devotee krishna says i don't consider him my devotee you go through you come to me through my devotee krishna is saying mad bhakta naam chaye bhakta ste me bhakta tamamata so this is in adipuran so therefore 
we we have to offer it through the spiritual master hmm. so first these two verse and then chaitanya mahaprabhu verse shri chaitanya mahaprabhu so namo mahavadanyaya krishna prema pradayate krishnaya krishna chaitanya namne gauratvishena maha uh, especially when one is doing this in the altar one has to properly bathe and wear fresh clothes and then do the offering um especially in the temple you know in the altar sometimes it is offered in the mind you know of course if you want to really follow the strict way method of preparing food to be offered to krishna one has one should not eat like uh, in brahmins also in the smarta brahmins those who really follow the system like i used to see my grandmother and great grandmother when they cook food they don't eat after eating they don't cook they cook everything without eating just like we go to the altar we can't eat and go into the altar if we eat then we have to take a shower and then only go into the altar so even kitchen actually is the extension of the altar room propad said um so actually if the strictest way that one cannot even eat when he's before he cooks but of course shri propad did not um uh, maintain that rule very strongly he said it's fine you can eat prasadam so uh, they actually prabhupad said i have only introduced 20% of the rules if the rest 80% are introduced none of you will remain in this movement <laughs> so mm, so some concessions concessions prabhupad has given so it is okay to you know cook you know i mean even after eating uh, but offering food especially uh, of course when it is within the altar at home you know we can offer food you know, even then actually one should be properly bathed and then only we can offer if there is an altar sometimes it is offered there just in the kitchen so then it's okay you can just offer with the mantra and especially when we are traveling as well sometimes we can just offer with the mantra so namo mahavadanyaya krishna prema pradayate krishnaya krishna chaitanya namne gauratvishe namaha so this is a mantra for chaitanya mahaprabhu so this is composed by rupa goswami of course you can read the translation oh munificent incarnation most munificent incarnation you are krishna himself appearing as sri chaitanya mahaprabhu you have assumed the golden color of shrimati radharani and you are widely distributing pure love of krishna we offer our respectful obeisances unto you so this is chaitanya mahaprabhu and this has to be repeated three times and then the prayer to lord krishna namo brahmanya devaya go brahmana hitaya cha jagadhitaya krishnaya govindaya namo namaha so this is the prayer also to be repeated thrice i offer my respectful obeisances to the supreme absolute truth krishna who is the well-wisher of the cows and the brahmanas as well as the living entities in general i offer my repeated obeisances to govinda krishna who is the pleasure reservoir of all the senses this is from the vishnu puran so these three verses have to be chanted three 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 times and then left the food there and covered not for everybody to see not for everybody to see Uh, it has to be covered and then leave it there for about 10 15 minutes and then take out rajbhog we offer we leave it for 25 minutes 20 20 25 minutes but smaller offerings like about 15 minutes then take out and then we can eat the krishna prasadam so that's all it takes anyway one is cooking anyway one is eating before between these two one can offer the food to krishna and with all this you know following all these rules and then that's it it becomes krishna prasadam it's very simple to make 
So we have to eat only Krishna Prasadam in this way. And everybody can prepare this at home. You know? Even if there is no altar, you can just cook and offer it to Krishna with mantra alone. And then I'll leave it there and then you can start eating after that. So this is how Krishna Prasadam can be made. So now we will go to Honoring Krishna Prasadam. How to honor Krishna Prasadam? So there is a mantra to honor Krishna Prasadam. So when the Prasadam is there, so before we eat, we have to say this prayer. Hmm? So why it is said honoring Krishna Prasadam? It is because this is not to be done in the mood of enjoyment. It is to be done in the mood of service. Therefore, it is called Prasada Sevaya. This mantra is called Prasada Sevaya. So, eating prasadam is seva, that is also seva. So, prasad sevaya, this prayer is called prasad sevaya, sevaya. It is from Gitavali. Gitavali is the book of songs, one of the many books of songs that Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote. So, from that it is taken, but this first verse is not from that Gitavali, it is from Mahabharat. Mahaprasade Govinde, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave. Svalpa punya vatam rajan vishwaso naivajayate. O king, for those with little pious credit, means they don't have much punya, faith in Mahaprasadam, Sri Govinda, the holy name, and the Vaishnavas never arises. They don't have faith in these things. Um, so, that is the first thing. This is from the Mahabharat. And then, this is the actual mantra or prayer that Bhaktivinoda Thakur composed, and which we all devotees all around the world. Hare Krishna devotees, they chant this before taking prasadam and every devotee should learn this. Sharira avidya jal, jadendriya tahe kal, jive fele vishya sagare, tarmadhya jihvati, lobhomoy sudurmati, take jita kathina samsare. This is the first verse and then there is a second verse also. So, let us first read the translation of this verse. O Lord, this material body is a place of ignorance and the senses are a network of paths leading to death. Somehow we have fallen into this ocean of material sense enjoyment and all the senses and of all the senses, the tongue is the most voracious and uncontrollable. It is very difficult to, difficult to conquer the tongue in this world. In fact, fasting also, by fasting, every other sense is brought under control except the tongue. This is also explained in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> so then what Krishna did Krishna Bada Doyamoy this is the second verse Krishna Bada Doyamoy Koribare Jihvajoy Svaprasad Annadilobhai Shayanamrata Pao Radha Krishna Gunagao Premedako Shri Chaitanya Nithai Premedako Chaitanya Nithai But you dear Krishna are very kind to us and have given us such nice prasadam just to control the tongue now we take this prasadam to our full satisfaction and glorify you, Sri Sri Radha and Krishna, and in love call for the help of Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda. So in this consciousness we have to take it is a honoring prasadam. We have to honor the prasadam. Oh, it is a great mercy of the Lord. We have to honor it. Not enjoy it. Oh, let me devour the prasadam. We have to <laughs> honor it. <laughs> and of course, in the beginning. 
one can eat as much prasadam as one like especially when one is young one needs a lot of energy and with, to do a lot of services so one should take prasadam as as much uh, as is necessary for him to perform service in a uh, non interrupted manner so some require more prasadam some require less prasadam so accordingly but as one advances more and more one even has to reduce that also and just honor it and then just take enough hmm so that is also here <coughs> so you see in the 6th chapter 17th verse krishna says how a yogi should eat yuktahar viharasya yukta cheshtasya karmasu yukta swapnava bodhasya bodhasya yogo bhavati yogo bhavati dukkhaha so yuktahara viharasya he who is regulated in his habits of eating sleeping recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system so he is regulated in his habit habits of eating sleeping recreation and work uh, recreation is not just like you know frivolous sports this is like you know krishna conscious recreation we can you know learn some music you know like play some harmonium and play some bhajan or something you know like krishna conscious recreation can be done and reading some book there is also kind of recreation so this is very important eating so eating also should be gradually uh, not in the mode of enjoyment too much in fact bhakti vinod bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur he did not like when his disciples became fat you may say oh that means it is uh, what you know bodily conception no but no it also means something else so if the devotees are becoming more and more fat means or oh, they are more and more interested in gratifying their senses hmm. so uh, he did not like that oh he is there only eating and sleeping uh, not this kind of devotees he did not like he wanted hard working devotees so that is the um, business of a devotee he has to regulate his eating as much as possible so therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, instructed raghunath das goswami in this way gramya katha na sunibe gramya vartha na kahibe bhalana khaibe ar bhalana poribe he said gramya katha na sunibe don't hear all the gossip of this world gossip means not just not just of you know this person did that that person did this not only this all the world affairs everything just yeah have a little bit of idea of what is going on but don't just go into too much of all these things because it won't help in our consciousness krishna consciousness it's going to be a waste of time gramya vartha na kahibe gramya vartha na kahibe don't talk gossip don't hear gossip bhalana khaibe don't eat very nicely and bhalana poribe don't wear opulent clothings don't dress nicely do not talk like people in general or hear what they say you should not eat very palatable food nor should you dress very nicely so to dress very nicely in the sense you know to to uh, you know be too much engrossed in how how i look you know like you know, too much of that and then uh, what is that especially because you was a sanyasi also you have to be very 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 simple it's it no fashion and all this too much Uh, and of course no fashion at all just only one dress for sanyasis you know for us 
only the ladies are allowed to wear different colors of sarees that too that too only sarees and that saree also in the proper way the Prabhupada taught us um, so that is the way for women and for men dhoti kurta like that so or chadar so this is the dress and this way one has to not uh, dress very nicely it's too attractively just to attract the opposite sex or you know just to you know uh, and also perfumes use of perfumes is prohibited so these are all you know we have to these are all Vaishnava principles we have to learn so we should forget more about decorating the body and more about Krishna consciousness the body should just be maintained for it to be used in Krishna's service it is Krishna's body not my body it has to be taken care of for using it in Krishna's service other than that more more than that is called indulgence it will only uh, go i mean make our devotional service go into retrograde retrograde motion backwards so that is honoring honoring means take um, but not you know like uh, simply of course chaitanya mahaprabhu in another place he actually served so much prasadam he wanted to them to eat full their stomachs were full but still he served more prasadam so among devotees, you know, the serving of prasadam is, this is of course very advanced, you know, when one has to like completely, in fact, um, the, the Goswamis, they hardly ate anything. Hmm. They hardly ate anything. So, even prasadam also very, very, very little, just to maintain. Of course, that is the standard. But in the festival, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he served prasadam so much to everybody. Um, so, he said, Akanthan bhojan kari, mukhe bolo hari hari. Eat until the neck, not until the stomach. Not until the stomach is full, but eat until the neck, he said. <laughs> and then, but what you do with that energy? Mukhe bolo hari hari. For Krishna consciousness, yes. Take food and then use it all. Spend it, spend all the energy in Krishna's service. But if the when the energy is not spent in Krishna's service, then it becomes fat. So, then that means, uh, then there is uh, sense gratification. Not using that energy for Krishna's service. And distribution of Krishna Prasadam, what is here? Yeah. So this, this is the miraculous thing about Krishna Prasadam. So this is an excerpt from Chaitanya Charitamrita Antilila, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes the miraculous effects of Prasadam in the 16th chapter and Verses 104 through 114. I'll just read the translations. After finishing his evening duties, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat down with his personal associates in a secluded place and discussed the pastimes of Krishna in great jubilation. Following the indications of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Govinda, uh, he is a servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he brought the prasadam of Lord Jagannath. The Lord sent some to Paramananda Puri and Brahmananda Bharati. They are sannyasis. So, the Lord sent some of the prasadam to them. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then gave shares of the prasadam to Ramananda Rai, Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya, uh, Sarup Damodar Goswami and all the other devotees. As they tasted the uncommon prasadam, uncommon sweetness and fragrance of the prasadam, everyone's mind was struck with wonder. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, These ingredients such as sugar, camphor, black pepper, <coughs> cardamom, cloves, butter, spices and licorice, all are, are all material. Everyone has tasted these material substances before. 
However, the Lord continued, in these ingredients there are extraordinary tastes and uncommon fragrances. Just taste them and see the difference in the experience. So, this is the difference. When one tastes prasadam, although it is uh, using all the ingredients that are usually offered by anyone else, but it tastes very, you know, people who come, you know, they love the prasadam. Uh, because why it is offered to Krishna and it has some other ingredient which is uh, different from all these ingredients. That is because it is offered to Krishna and the nectar from Krishna's lips goes into the taste of the prasadam. Apart from the taste, even the fragrance pleases the mind and makes one forget any other sweetness besides its own. Therefore, it is to be understood that the spiritual nectar of Krishna's lips has touched these ordinary ingredients and transferred to them all their spiritual qualities. The spiritual qualities of Krishna's lips have personally touched the remnants of um, all the food. So, then that becomes, that makes the prasadam even more flavorful. A fragrance and taste that are uncommon and greatly enchanting and that make one forget all other experiences are attributes of Krishna's lips. A fragrance and taste that are uncommon and greatly enchanting and that make one forget all other experiences are attributes of Krishna's lips. This prasadam has been made available only as a result of many pious activities. Now taste it with great faith and devotion. So in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced prasadam that it has is it's personally food taste by, tasted by Krishna. So we should have that faith. If we don't have that faith, that means we are bereft of pious credit. Now, we will, of course, distribution of Krishna Prasadam, there are also other aspects like Prabhupada, you know, he very much stressed the importance of distribution of Prasadam um, in, um, you know, widely, especially in, you know, India. When he saw the boys in Mayapur, they were fighting with dogs. Uh, for the remnants of food that were thrown away. <coughs> so, when he saw that piteous condition, then he saw, wow, then he started the uh, prasadam distribution. So, that prasadam distribution is very good. And if we can distribute, prasadam distribution is good, but also we should distribute the knowledge also. No? It has to develop into the distribution of knowledge, distributing books. Uh, this is all very important. <coughs> Because we can, we can distribute knowledge to a person who is a little favorable. So, in the beginning maybe people are not favorable, but book distribution will still go on. We have to still distribute books. So, we never know whom we meet and some may be automatically favorable a little bit. Then they will take a book. Uh, but prasadam, with prasadam what happens is, as they say, the English saying goes, the best, may, the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It means if you cook good food, then that will make the person a little bit um, inclined towards you, favorably inclined towards you. So, uh, this is called Preeti Lakshanam, Bhungte Bhojayate Chaiva. Uh, so, by eating prasadam, the person will become a little more favorable. So, when he is favorable, then the next step should be introduced knowledge, chanting, everything else. Mm-hmm. Prasadam FAQ. So, these are some of the questions I thought, I thought of that devotees might have. You may be having more questions, you may always drop them in the comment section. How to navigate difficult situations with colleagues? So, I have already mentioned kind of the answer to this. So, we have to be firm with our standpoint and tell them beforehand, okay, these are my principles. So, kindly I request you to uh, help me with this. So, in that way they will understand, you know, 
some may pass some comments or oh, this guy is you know like you know, acting like he is a big uh, sadhu we have to just tolerate that <laughs> and um, like when they uh, when they call for meetings or something or lunch or dinner then we can avoid that you know we just have to tell them that we can politely tell them you know? as i said best is not to be even in that those situations but many of you are stuck in these situations so the best way is uh, in that in that position the best way is just to make them know your boundaries then they will respect because they do not know they will try to push the boundaries and you feel like pressured you know you don't know what to do what to say that's because you haven't told them they don't know what is your boundary they just innocently doing it you know uh, how to navigate difficult situations with relatives uh, this is a bit a little bit more complex because when relatives they will especially um, there's a kind of you know bond that has been existing before we became devotees and when we become devotees and then we start to act like you know <laughs> because we won't we won't eat the food and everything which is not prasadam and then they will see that hey these people have you know they are rejecting us you know so this is something devotees have to deal with it can't be avoided because we can't just have everything we can we can't just have nice relationships with family members and nice devotional service nice relation we can't just have everything so we have to be prepared mentally for that that there will be some friction and we just have to again the same thing we have to tell them so we have to tell them that especially hindus i mean they i mean many of you are hindus some of you are not i know um you have to have to tell them that you know now i'm vegetarian or if they are meat eaters okay so now i'm vegetarian and now i'm following this so you know you have to excuse me you can we can however eat together if you come over to my place and i cook for you and then we can eat together prasadam that's fine but i coming there and eating uh, it is according to bhagavad gita and especially for hindus when the relatives are also hindus and we are also considered as hindus for them and they think oh, why, why what is this you know as if they are they are behaving as if especially hindus they think like oh they are behaving as if they have become christians now <laughs> they are like a different religion now you know they don't even eat our food so the thing is this that we we can explain to them nicely see sometimes of course they won't listen you know these difficulties are there but at least we should try that you see we if you are hindu you know we are all hindus but unfortunately we never read bhagavad gita which is our scripture and bhagavad gita krishna is saying clearly that you know you see third chapter and you show don't just say you say means they thinking you are saying something you know you are believing whatever you show them this is see bhagavad gita so it is always best to carry one bhagavad gita with you so you see 3 chapter 3 text 13 you see krishna is saying that you know uh, we have to eat only krishna offered to food offered to krishna and then we have to eat you know pratham patram pushpam phalam toyam see vegetarian category so we have to eat only these things so we don't even follow our own bhagavad gita and what kind of hindus we are you can tell them like that so we are just trying to follow the our bhagavad gita strictly unfortunately this culture has been lost but i think we should come back because you see in other, in other religions they read their books like muslims read their quran christians read their bible but we hindus we don't read bhagavad gita then what kind of hindu is that so in this way they can be inspired to at least at least make them understand that hey because they the thing is this first thing we have to be convinced we have to be absolutely convinced that what we are doing is right and now to tell them 
so they what happens is they try to push the guilt on us oh you are not you know you are now distancing yourself you know you are not treating us the same with the same respect or same affection as before so they want to put the guilt on us so that's the psychological effect that happens and the devotee will feel um, they're saying like this what should i do so the thing is the guilt should be on them because they have flouted the rule <laughs> although it is difficult to convince them sometimes but the guilt should be on them we should not be guilty we should not never feel guilty uh, but we should tell them see you are hindu then follow these things this is bhagavad gita this is our scripture if we don't follow what kind of a, what kind of hindu religion is this what kind of religion is this why we even why do we even say you are hindu if we don't follow bhagavad gita so bhagavad gita everything is said that we have to offer and eat only krishna prasadam so then they should feel that oh we are actually in the wrong because they were, they will tell you that you are in the wrong and if i feel like that because of this affection of family affection i will feel oh yeah i am actually not you know behaving with them properly you know i am i'm like distancing myself after all they are my parents or after all they are my brothers or after all they are my cousins so we can't be you know softened up by all these bodily conception feelings we have to stay strong see everybody of all of you we all are in this world as families family members fine but actually we are not our original family is that we are all family of krishna and krishna has said that this is the rules bhagavad gita and let us all follow let us all follow and why i will not eat in your house of course i will come and eat if you if you nicely become devotee and offer food to krishna of course i will come and eat with you why not ah but if you force me to eat something which is not sanctioned by god krishna then how and that is wrong right so kindly understand this thing so we have to somehow make them understand and if they don't understand still what to do we can't we can't sacrifice our principle these these uh, diplomatic negotiations with them is only to make them come towards us but we should not move even one inch towards them our side there should be no compromise uh, there should be no compromise on our side we, sh- we can never okay okay fine fine i'll just eat from you just this one thing no it's not good we should uh, make them slowly come here into our side because ours is right because krishna we are on krishna's side krishna can never be wrong and because we are on krishna's side we are right and they are wrong if they are not eating prasadam um, so we can cook a nice feast and give them that is one way and if they insist that oh you must come you must come you must come then you tell them that see i have no problem in coming but this is the principles if, if these are followed of course i will come but everybody must agree to this because if you are saying that you are a, a follower of this religion then we have to strictly follow i think we can't attain happiness by not following and if they are eating meat and ask you to come in and eat meat just tell them straight off yes come on i have already changed my ways i can never eat your meat forget it okay i am not coming i will not even talk to you if you continue eating meat tell them or let them feel bad now a little bit and then they will change so because meat it is not good for them the eating meat is not good for them so we have to preach if they want that affection if they want us to be you know coming to them then better stop your meat eating otherwise i am not going to come and see you even uh, then they will start they will they do that to devotees i have seen so many of the devotees their family members you know they 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 tell them oh you you 
you know, you don't, uh, you know, I will, I will not come to your house because you are behaving like this. They say like this. If they can say, why we cannot, sir? It's just, a, it's not about, about fighting with them or not. The main thing is to just getting them to accept the principles. Mm. Getting them to accept the principles. They have to accept the principles. And then only they will be proper. We have to base. Yes, we want to, we want to be friendly with everyone. Friendly with everyone doesn't mean we take their association. We have to give them our association. We have to take association from other devotees. Uh, uh, this uh, not going to the house is not exactly not being friendly. It is because there is a different of difference of uh, platform. We cannot. We, once we come to the same platform, then the friendship can be made. But the platform is different. We cannot be on the same platform, so the friendship cannot be made like that. Uh, so they have to be goaded or somehow make understood that you have to come to the platform of Krishna consciousness or at least accept our principles. If you don't want to change, then don't push us to come you know, to a place, you know, beg and then make all these emotional uh, statements and you know, all these things. Don't, don't do all this. Just, just you live happily, we will live happily. If you don't want to change and if you are stubborn and adamant, then don't push us. Don't push us. Because we have already, we have already taken Diksha, we have committed to certain vows and we will not turn back. Okay? And you also better understand because it is not good for you also. You will also go to hell otherwise if you don't, if you don't follow all these rules. Because we have to follow these rules. So, this is how we have to explain to them. That is that's the only way. Otherwise, we just, just, you know, you say, yeah, 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 but then, you know, we don't really participate. What to do? You know, we just have to tell them. And what to do with demigod prasadam? I think we have already shared this the other day in one of the earlier sessions. Maybe somebody, Vishwamaprabhu or somebody can help with the quotation again. Because I wanted to bring it out but I did not have time to prepare. So demigod prasadam offered from with the demigods is not to be taken by devotees. As we have already said because it is not offered by Vaishnava. And demigods, they eat only Krishna prasadam. So, food offered to them directly, it is not the proper way. And the person who is offering also is also not Bhakta of Krishna. It is not a Vaishnava. So, the proper way to offer demigods food is that you offer the food to Krishna and then offer the remnants to the demigods and then you can take. That is proper prasadam. In Jagannath Puri, that is the system. First, it is offered to Jagannath and then offered to various demigods and then it is brought out. So, that is the proper way. He is a Jagannath. But if you offer directly to the Devata, demigod, then Krishna said, Avidhipurvakam, that is not proper way to offer. So, we cannot take also that remnant. So, we should not take anything else than Krishna Prasadam. So, uh, this another topic. Can Prasadam be taken from ISKCON temples? This is a more touchy topic. So, the thing is this. Um, Prabhupada said that in the past, there was no restaurant culture. There was no restaurants, especially in India, there were no restaurants. This restaurant is a, is a western idea. But actually, people who used to travel, they used to go to temples and purchase prasadam from the temple and in that way, it was to be taken. So, temple purchasing prasadam from the temple, especially Krishna temple, uh, that is the proper way one should eat. So, especially when one is, like here, there are some ISKCON societies, something like devotees who are from associated with ISKCON. So, they have certain, some open, some uh, one or two restaurants here. But we don't take there. We don't take there because we have this place. 
we have our own temple we don't take so when there is opportunity to take we better take from the Prabhupada Anuga temple because we offer through the pure devotee they chant mantras of these bogus gurus who are not pure devotees of Krishna and of course actually they added this principle that they have to also chant Prabhupada's mantra so on that con- on that strength of that uh, we can purchase prasadam from iskon temple especially when there is no other choice when we are travelling like you know when we are vrindavan mayapur and all these places of pilgrimage uh, we can purchase prasadam from the temple but associating with them like purchasing prasadam and eating that is all right but especially associating with them and you know like closely uh, that will become a different thing altogether preeti lakshanam then that association will become contaminated so the only thing is like we went to we went to london uh, iskon soho and uh, in 2018 we we went to their restaurant downstairs and then we purchased the prasadam we ate at the time we also were preaching to the one devotee there and preaching to them about prabhupada initiation about the ritvik initiation system that prabhupada organized everything and so as long as we preach to them that's fine but we getting preached to them preached by them and then all these guru issues and everything sometimes it's oh they are also nice people after all they are also devotees you know in that way we will get good sentiments with them and then what happens we will be implicated in the offense to shila prabhupada that is going on in iskon at the moment because the initiation system is not set up in the proper way so to accept that kind of food and especially their association closely is very much not recommended at all it is it will be contaminating and because of that we will have to we will be you know associating with those people who have taken initiation from some gurus who are not bona fide who are not authorized by shri prabhupada and they will push you also to get initiated by them or if you are already initiated you will kind of half accept okay they are also devotees you know they're just nice way so in that way i am closing my eyes to the fact that shri prabhupada is offended here in this association and it's not best not to closely associate with these people give them the respect of vaishnavas and just stay far away hmm. so purchasing prasadam and taking that's a different thing but associating them with them closely in preeti lakshanam like bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur has mentioned rajas nimantran you know we, when we accept food even from pseudo vaishnavas and then the the other aspects of preeti lakshanam or um uh, what friendly dealings will manifest what is that um dadati pratigrahanati accepting gifts receiving gifts and giving gifts dadati pratigrahanati guhyamakhyati inquiring confidentially speaking confidential things to them and you know, like like close friends and bhungte bhojayate chaiva cooking and accepting food cooking for them and accepting their food in this way one becomes friendly and that friendly dealings will eventually go into this contaminated association and then one becomes uh, contaminated and offensive that's why in the third canto 29 chapter 17th verse in the purport shri prabhupada mentions that friendship should be cemented between persons of same interest this calls swajati one should avoid even vaishnavas if their character is not properly representative so although they are vaishnavas but the character is not properly representative they are like they have offended so just like shri prabhupada he went to when he was visited his god brothers even after he was he became a spiritual master when he visited visited his god brothers yes he took prasadam and all but he maintained his his distance he he, he was friendly with even with his god brothers but then he they were not 
following the instructions. They were not even willing to cooperate with Prabhupada, even in the early days also. Mm-hmm. So, Prabhupada had to do everything alone. And even after that, he didn't, did some, some of them criticized him. Oh, you are being called Prabhupada now. You know, how have you accepted this big title of Prabhupada suddenly? You know, because they treated him like a rotten grihastha. They were all sannyasis and he was a grihastha, uh, householder. And they treated him like, oh, he was a rotten grihastha like that. They treated him like that. So, suddenly he became the most successful among, among all of them. He became sannyasin. And so, they were envious when the, the, his, devote, his disciples were calling him Prabhupada. So, in this way, they were trying to pollute the minds of Prabhupada's disciples and trying to take them away from him. So, in fact, they managed to take them away from him also, some of them. And after Srila Prabhupada's physical departure, they actually took many of the Prabhupada's disciples out of the movement and they are disi- made them their disciples, reinitiated them and all this. So, this is all from not proper behavior. So, as uh, you know, give them, give the respect of prasadam, purchase it and take. And especially when there is no other alternative. If there is alternative of you know Prabhupada Anuga Temple, then of course that should be the first first uh, preference. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, what items must be avoided? I think we have already covered this. So, uh, everything like uh, chocolate and you know, caffeine. Some of these contemplars I saw so they were selling chocolates. I don't know how these things are going on, but you know it's very bad. It cannot be done at all. So even even white chocolate also is not recommended at all because of this problem because it has slight amounts of caffeine and theobromine. And uh, what else? Mushrooms can't be offered. And we cannot. Okay, some like noodles. Noodles, Prabhupada started allowing these, especially after the Italian devotees and all. They were. Um, it's it's part of their culture. So he said because the noodles are actually cooked items, already cooked before. Because cooked in the sense to make them noodles, they have to be boiled. So therefore, for that reason, they're not offered inside the altar, but you can offer to Prabhupada uh, by chanting mantra. So, but payasam, you know, the vermicelli of payasam is offered to the Lord. So, that's why it has become accepted that the vermicelli, the Indian vermicelli is still being offered to the Lord in the payasam and other noodle dishes. But the rest usually we offer just by mantra outside the altar to Prabhupada picture. Know, like that. So, some the, the kind of concessions Prabhupada made, and uh, what else? Okay, what to do in emergency situations? I wanted to cover this before we go to the question and answer. Take the all of your questions. So, what to do in emergency situations where nothing can be done? So, first of all, what is an emergency situation? Is uh, has to be, first of all, be very clear because it's easy for us to say, oh, this was an emergency, so I did this. So, no. First thing is, uh, while traveling, for example. So, the best thing, that what we do when we travel is we take uh, apparatus, cooking apparatus, cooking pots and uh, serving spoons and, you know, cooking spoons, so like that. And then when we go somewhere and then we buy the vegetables there, and we cook up, we take some spices with us. In that way, we can uh, sustain. So, we can cook ourselves and prepare prasadam. And um, otherwise, 
like you know you can purchase at an iskon temple and then have prasadam like that but as much as possible avoid eating outside as much as possible because that is not going to help with the consciousness we have already read that in detail now here is um, emergency situation so he, he wrote to brahmananda <clears throat> 1968 my dear brahmananda please accept my blessings i am in due receipt of your letter dated october 1st 1968 and some of the important points that you have tried to discuss i am replying as follows the first thing is that in the meeting of dr spock you should eat there but you simply eat vegetarian dishes like fruits nuts boiled potato biscuit milk etc and remembering krishna as you will pay for the dinner for the fooding you can offer them to krishna within your mind then eat them as krishna prasadam any food stuff when a food stuff when it is paid for it becomes purified there is a verse in vedic literature dravya mulyana shuddhati and the source of the source of receipt of of the thing may not be very good but if one pays for it it becomes purified so vegetable diet when it is paid for you can take it you can offer it in your mind to krishna and take it but this is but this dravya means vegetables means eatables and eatables meaning vegetables grains milk flowers fruits Uh, meat is not considered an eatable it is considered untouchable just like if somebody purchases some stool that does not mean it is now purified so meat is like that this dravya means vegetables etc and this dravya mulyana shuddhyati means it is only in special cases like this it is not to be done ordinarily or unless in special circumstance we should prepare our own food stuff and offer as much as possible of course so when there is no other uh, means Uh, then one can do like this um so this is very important and actually there was one instance where uh, in india probably was traveling with all his western disciples and they were traveling in the train and everybody was just very very hungry and then there were so many devotees and then there was no uh, you know cannot prasadam cannot be prepared so then probably actually went you know to the station <laughs> indian railway station and he bought some samosas and offered to all the devotees so it doesn't mean that okay now we will start eating all the samosas in the restaurants it doesn't mean like that so we have to be very careful and you know this is very very extreme circumstances when nothing is available and and we should not purposely make it a situation there where nothing is available i purposely don't bring my uh, cooking apparatus so that i don't need to cook and then suddenly say i am in an emergency situation and sos help i'll go to the restaurant downstairs and then i'll eat hawker center <laughs> so krishna knows when it is uh, what situation so uh, in this way one should be very much uh, careful in uh, eating only krishna prasadam if we go prepared then we will be we have to anticipate what kind of things may come and then if i prepare myself then i can avoid this unfavorable situations uh, but if i am in such a situation for somehow or other then uh, you know in fact he even once scolded one of his devotees because he asked him to go to russia or something and then the devotee said uh, no you know there is no i cannot you know do all because he was giving excuses and upon excuses and you know i cannot there is not much vegetarian food there you know it's very difficult you know then probably said eat eat the chicken if you want if you if you if there is nothing else and then we eat the chicken and then preach probably even said to that extent uh, preaching is so important that you know uh, other things can be you know 
not considered of course it doesn't mean that we go to russia and eat chicken no <laughs> so we <coughs> we have to eat all the thing is at any cost we must go and preach even if it means some kind of a, uh, disturbance <coughs> but with and i think vegetables are available everywhere and we can cook and prepare our own food and in that way we can take prasadam and sometimes uh, some uh, coconut you know has bought from outside or, or some nuts you know these things can be taken as long as they are uh, properly <coughs> there's no meat products in it so that can be purchased and that can be offered to krishna and then taken so these things can be taken um but try not to eat cooked food uh, don't eat cooked food uh, eat like the, the nuts and all these yes, they can be taken otherwise we can prepare i mean why why so lazy we can actually learn in youtube now you can see tutorials for making any kind of thing even those snacks and everything we can make ourselves somehow or other it may not taste as good in the beginning but as you learn then it become easier so we should take like that so this is basically wanted to, what i wanted to cover so now we will take the questions and uh, after that we will end this session let's see what the questions are Oh, so there are questions hmm so this verse that uh, uddhava said that <clears throat> i only will accept the remnants of um, krishna so that is kanto 11 chapter 6 verse 46 uh, tvayopabhukta sragandha vaso lankara charchitah uchchhishta bhojino bhojino dasas tava mayam jaye mahi simply by decorating ourselves with the garlands fragrant oils um clothes and ornaments that you have already enjoyed and by eating the remnants of your meals we your servants will indeed conquer your illusory energy hmm. so even jagannath <coughs> temple <coughs> you know the flag on the top of the you know shrine the flag every day when the flag is taken down the cloth is very very long cloth so it is made into pieces and you know it is sold and people actually buy the pieces of the cloth you know as prasadam of the temple of lord jagannath so this cloth everything is very uh, auspicious uh, amrita mataji is asking does giving my family prasadam accelerate their spiritual growth most definitely yes it will definitely do that uh, that's the exact thing we should do we should cook and offer to krishna and give the prasadam to the family members uh, mark prabhu from hungary Uh, hari krishna prabhu what can we do if we are on the way we become hungry and buy some bhoga in the shop how can we offer properly on the street thank you so uh, best <clears throat> as we said don't uh, put yourself in such a position prepare yourself and with a little preparation we can always eat krishna prasadam in a proper way but just like uh, we have already covered here dravya mulyana shuddhyati so if it is offered i mean purchased and if it is offered in the mind don't make this an excuse <laughs> i mean not i know mark prabhu is quite serious but generally people devotees sometimes when they are not because we always want to find some loophole in the law and then we want to exploit that loophole as much as possible prabhu pad said once you know prabhu pad 
uh, was given 7 up you know that 7 up drink then he drank oh this is very nice you know he liked it because it was good for his digestion also something so then oh then everybody started all the devotees started saying oh 7 up is bona fide 7 up is bona fide <laughs> everywhere the devotees started drinking 7 up you know and Prabhupada said what is the nonsense <laughs> it's not that to be indulged in like this you know so <clears throat> So we have to not overdo everything and then the Prabhupada said one something and then oh now it is bona fide. They said everybody must eat only seven up, you know, drink only seven up, that should be our drink, we should replace water with seven up. You know, we should not be like you know <laughs> maniacs. So these are extreme situations. But if we are you know caught up in a situation like that, then you know even then if we can buy some nuts, you know, or fruits and eat those after offering to Krishna, that is even better. <clears throat> and maybe wait a while and then eat proper prasadam later in the day or something like that. Um, but if for some reason one has to eat grains, then one can purchase and then <clears throat> and that too offer it to Krishna by chanting the mantra only by mantra, not by opening a big altar. You know, once what happened in in uh, <clears throat> in uh, Indian train? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Indian train how it looks like the <clears throat> so Prabhupada's disciples were there and one of the Mataji's she was opening up a, you know pictures and everything she was putting on the train seat and then she took out her bell and then you know some she then put some plate and then try to um, you know trying to preparing for offering you know and she was trying trying to do this and Prabhupada said what are you doing and he said no I'm offering this is not how you do it you know you have to just stand with the mantra so be practical you know Prabhupada so in the public, we should not, it is not to be done in public, you know, like that, you know, like offering, uh, just take out the picture and then now take a big bell on the street and then start offering. <laughs> it's not like this. So, of course, it doesn't mean that you buy from, you know, McDonald's and KFC now and you know, everybody starts eating all this. No, it's not meant for this at all. Best, eat fruits. If you're outside and out and about and you cannot get anything, try to eat fruits, you know, something like that. Or some nuts, you know, uh, dry fruits, something like that and then offer them to Krishna. Offering by mantra, by those three mantras we have read, three times repeat and then offer it to Krishna and then eat that. Um, if you have to really buy, then buy and you know offer it to Krishna like what Prabhupada said here, Dravya Mauliana Shuddhati. But this is for or, not ordinary circumstance and don't make it an excuse, it's just as for <clears throat> emergency situations. Regarding Maha Maha Prasadam, okay, this is 16, uh, Antalila 16, chapter 59th verse. Krishna Ruchishta Hoy Maha Prasadnam. Bhaktasesha hoyle maha maha prasad akhyan. The remnants of food offered to Lord Krishna are called maha prasadam. After this same maha prasadam has, be take, has been taken by devotee, the remnants are elevated to maha maha prasadam. And, and coming back to the point of eating at a restaurant or eating outside, I have seen so called uh, very half baked devotees. Uh, they are, I mean, this is in Singapore I saw, Iskon, some Iskon devotees. Um, they are not at all serious about eating prasadam. They have a house in Singapore. They, they live in Singapore. And they come to a normal karmi restaurant and eat there. Vegetarian restaurant, yes. But they eat there. Why? Why? It is not an emergency situation. Why they eat? This is all rubbish behavior. It's not, it's not taking the rules very strictly. It would be very, very strict. These are all very extraordinary circumstances when we can allow these things. And even then, we have to avoid it as much as possible. Or if fruits, that is the best. Or some juice, fruits, 
buy these kind of things which can be offered and dry fruits yes can be offered or some nuts like that we can still sustain our life we don't die we will not die come on so we can we can do these things and then um, get ahead and then in, in the end of the day we can always go back and go back home and eat prasadam nicely so um, we should not make it as excuse uh, venkatesh prabhu if if we cook rice for suppose an offer after some time if we make fried rice with it can we offer or first of all we can't do like that no if suppose we already offered the rice and for some reason you just make a fried rice out of it later on then that is already considered offered you can't you can't offer it again it's already offered so you don't offer it again arjay prabhu how we make sure kids get educated without getting contaminated in school and later don't stop following krishna consciousness how we can save our kids <sighs> this is actually very important because they are the future of the world and it is it is so fortunate position that they are taken they have taken birth in devotees families and it is a great disservice if we let them go to karmi life and so therefore shri prabhupada started the gurukul system but as we know not all of us are have having access to this system and um, even nowadays even in this con also the gurukul they are introducing all this material curriculum shri prabhupad wanted um, strictly no material curriculum just a little bit of uh, i mean abc and mathematics yes they have to learn how to read and write and all these things that basics of grammar and all that they have to be learn- taught after that you know one has to just and a little bit geography and history and that's it not more than that and in rest he has to be trained trained up how to become a devotee so that's what prabhupad wanted but now even in the iskon gurukuls they introduced the material curriculum so that is also not proper actually um so and especially in countries like singapore here it is an offense uh, you will be jailed the parents will be jailed if the child is not uh, admitted in school so they have some compulsory until some primary or something primary school it is compulsory so it is best to just uh do the bare minimum compulsory now after that there's no need for continuing with the education and one can actually learn many things off the internet now like for example we make videos we make videos here in this temple like you have seen some of our vlogs or you know now we are using live stream so this requires some technical uh, knowledge but these can be easily learned from a youtube video you know nowadays you don't have to go to a big film school to do some live streaming i did not do i didn't even uh, have any degree yeah. so i mean these can these things can be learned these are skills that can be easily learned and painting and all this all this can be learned somehow or other so, but life skills just our sustenance so the best way i see is make the devotees associate make the children associate with devotees and the more they associate with devotees the more they will develop that qualities and especially there will be term breaks children will have term breaks for example the holidays school holidays maybe one month or one and a half two months something like that so uh, in those days instead of going to some summer camp somewhere else and with other friends and everything let them stay in the temple and learn how to become a devotee let them be with devotees that is a proper way so parents can engage their children in that way when they become close to devotees then they will automatically learn all the nice 
characteristics and behavior of devotee and they will become devotee. They, they should be somehow attracted to a devotional life. We should not think, oh no, if he, if he you know, wakes up early in the morning like that, you know, he will become very tired. No, 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 don't worry so much. He will get accustomed to this. If you, if you think like that now, then how he will, if the habits are not inculcated now, then how will the habits be inculcated later on? So, we have to be, you know, thinking of all these things, right? Wait a second. Hmm, what is this? Okay. So, we have to think about all these things. So, we have to be careful that we should not let them, you know, become non-devotees. So, just whatever the minimum is requirement for the government, do that. And the rest of it, I tell you, if they are actually here in the temple, they can learn so many things. In fact, when they go to school and secondary and all this, you know, um, degree and all these things, they will learn so many things which are absolutely unnecessary for living. So many things that we learn in those colleges and everything is absolutely unnecessary for when you actually lead your life. Um, even when you go to work, even those devotees who are now working, whatever they have learned about this work, they have learned it in the workplace itself. Yeah, a little bit they have learned in their school, but the rest of them, they, they just learn in the workplace. You can actually learn hands-on experience. But, mm, big, big, oh, this have, they have done a big system, you know, it's like a conveyor belt system. Everybody has to go through this system. But no, it's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. One has to be given spiritual education from the early age of five years old. So, make them associate with devotees. Cut down as much as possible the other extracurricular activities and all these things, unnecessary things, where they get more chance to associate with non-devotees. All this can be cut down and they can be rather associating with devotees. In fact, one time I told uh, one uh, uh, Mataji, I think uh, there was a big fight. She wanted to call police on me <laughs> because I said, because on the <laughs> holidays, um, her son was going to some uh, camp. She was actually one of very senior devotee here before. So anyway, now she's no more with us. Um, but her son wanted to go um, to some some camp, so to some Hong Kong or some somewhere. I don't know Hong Kong or Malaysia or some something. So four days of seven days or something like that. So because it was his holidays. I said, Mataji, why can't he stay here in the temple? I don't see him stay even one night in the temple, but he can go four days to that uh, Karmi camp. Why not he stay in the temple? Oh, she got so angry. It's my son. You know, you have no right to talk like this about my son. You know, I'll do whatever I want with my son. And then, you know, I said, rubbish, you're talking absolute nonsense. You know, this is, you know, your son, half, after all these years, what have you understood? I mean, this, your son, this is bodily concept. First thing is Krishna's son. Your duty is to make him Krishna conscious, otherwise don't become a mother. Why did you become a mother? So, and then you become a mother and let the son go karmi, but don't, don't, it doesn't even stay one day in the temple. What is this? What kind of training is this? Huh? So, they should become very angry and then she said, I'll call the police, you know. Of course, her husband stopped her from doing that and somehow pacified her. I wouldn't have bothered even if she called the police. I mean, the thing is this, we are suggesting that Devotees understand the devotional principles first. They should understand that Krishna consciousness is the most important thing in life. Everything else is not important. Everything else can be learnt. And if your if your son becomes a nice full-time devotee and a preacher of Krishna, what is the loss? Why he has to become you know an ordinary karmi? 
and maybe a part time devotee hmm. you know if that chance is there let him become a full time devotee the the parents should actually donate their children to krishna and it's not like you you lose them you will actually that is be the best thing you can do for them and you can always come and see them anyway in the temple also you can always come and see them so this thing and anyway if they are in college nowadays they are in boarding schools they are in you know they are they are left in some hostel somewhere you know sometimes in, in other countries overseas their parents don't don't mind that when the children are are away from them and they're studying in some foreign country they don't mind that but they are away from the home even in the same city in the temple oh that i cannot you know how can i you know let go of my child but then why how did you let go of your child when you went to university why did you, how did you do that see because it is not about this they don't have faith that spiritual uh, life is actually the most important thing and they are not prepared even many devotees also they are not prepared to make their children into full on krishna conscious devotees mm. so it's a sad situation but um, the more we change the quicker we change that attitude is the better for us and them also mm. because with that consciousness they can not go back to godhead like that i mean that's what we are here for why we why do we forget all these things because we don't involve deeply in the movement that's why we started the strengthening foundation so that we uh, deepen our roots mm. otherwise just superficially living like devotee you know like just like kanthimala and you know tilak and uh, chanting beads and just you know behave like you know superficially like devotee and with no understanding at all of the entire philosophy uh, complete you know it's not even devotee it's not even devotee so we have to we have to become deeply involved and contemplate this deeply in our in our minds in our hearts and make decisions and actually act on those things these are serious things we are not joking about things we are talking about life all right <sighs> vimal prabhu is asking sometimes if no prasadam available can we buy cut fruits outside and eat yeah you can cut fruits unless they use that knife for some meat or onions which i think they don't usually because cut fruits are just it's a fruit shop so this is cut fruits mm, yeah. but if they use it for other things the knife is used for other things then it's better not but usually fruit shops you don't have the problem it's usually used for cutting those fruits so yeah you can eat fruits what about items like soya noodles pasta etc which cannot be directly offered to krishna but many devotees are consuming so <clears throat> soya actually is not it's uh, devotees eat i know but it's not really recommended because there's so much high protein in it um it's not good because the mode of passion is ignited with that it's like a borderline you know between consumable and not consumable and here we in this temple we don't use soya at all and for krishna it cannot be offered at all cannot so and uh, sometimes just like this pasta and all some devotees you know they also use soya but here we not because it's it's actually not that good for health and um, we can get all those nutrients in other on other items and pasta and noodles have already covered uh, prabhupad made that concession for devotees to offer it you know to his picture in the you know in the you know prabhupad chaitanya mahaprabhu picture in the kitchen you can just offer like that with mantra so that prabhupad has given but we cannot take it into inside the altar mm. and that too when it is purchased again dravya mulya na shuddhyati so in that way 
Our temple will offer bhoga to Nithai Gauranga Radha Madhavan, but why not Jagannath? Who said we don't offer to Jagannath? We offer to Jagannath. <laughs> we offer to Jagannath. We have four plates, you know. Gaurnitai, Radha Madhavan, Jagannath, Dekis, and Narsimha. Vanajakshi Mataji is asking, how about medicines containing fish oil and other toxic substances? That's why we don't take this medicine. Stupid medicine. You know, these things, these doctors, they don't know even what they're doing, you know, sometimes. So, we can take medicines which do not have all these things. So, we don't, we should not use those medicines with fish oil and all these things. Prembikash Prabhu, some of so-called Vaishnavas say fish can eat because fish is called Mata Ganga Phal, means fruit from Mata Ganga. So, some, actually in, not in our Hare Krishna movement, but some Sahajiya, some nonsense, especially in Bengal, they, they say that uh, fish is a Ganga Phal, the fruit of a Mother Ganga. In this way, they say, oh, this we can eat. It's Ganga Prasad. This is rubbish, nonsense. So, we cannot do conkog like this. In fact, some <laughs> one uh, one house I went. So one of the ladies, uh, little bit not elderly but middle-aged. So she is a Bengali. So she said, um, actually she was a guest. We went to another house. Um, they were vegetarians, but we took our prasadam and they ate our prasadam. But one of the guests who came for that program was a Bengali lady, and she said, uh, "We are Brahmins, you know. I'm trying to learn Bhagavad Gita actually now." I asked her, so are you eating meat or something? Yeah, we are Bengali Brahmins, no? So we eat fish. So I said, there is no such thing as Bengali Brahmin, it's rubbish. So Brahmana means is Brahmana. Krishna never said, he said Chatur Varnam Maya Srishtam Gunakarma Vibhagas. I divided into only four groups, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sudra. He did not say Bengali Brahmins and Aurya Brahmin, Telugu Brahmin, Hungarian Brahmin, you know, Russian Brahmin. No, no, Brahmana means same standard. Okay, so we have we, you cannot eat fish. So this Ganga fall, you know, all this Ganga fruit of Ganga river, um, we cannot make this concoction nonsense. <laughs> Mukesh Prabhu, I am only alone in my house. I have put the curtain after offering. How many days we keep eat prasadam after offering? How many days we keep eating prasadam after offering? As long as the prasadam doesn't spoil, you can eat. Ordinary food is considered uh, stale and not fit for eating after three hours of cooking. <coughs> but prasadam is different. Uh, so prasadam can be eaten as long as it doesn't become spoiled, you can eat. If it is dry prasadam, for example, you can eat. You know? and, but some prasadam uh, by night or by next day, it will spoil. You know? So that you cannot eat. Verse about accepting prasadam from demigods. <coughs> Hari Bhakti Vilas. So Vishwambha Prabhu has uh, quoted this. In the comments, Adharayati Nirmalyam Anya Deva Dhritam Tuyaha Bhunte Nachanya Naivedyam Tasya Tushyati Keshava Iti. O Brahmana, a person who does not accept the remnants of food or flowers offered to any demigod pleases Lord Keshava. A person who does not accept the remnants of food or flowers offered to any demigod pleases Lord Keshava. Because he is following the instructions of Bhagavad Gita of Avidhi Purvakam. Otherwise, it is Avidhi Purvakam. So, this is very nice verse. Manjukesi Mataji. Is it alright to use garlic when you get sick? Because it is also a herbal medicine which can cure. Like when you are bitten by a dog or snake. Or the current coronavirus when you have symptoms. Some says just take garlic with a lemon for prevention. Just asking Prabhu when badly needed. No, no, no need. No need. No need of garlic. 
there are so many other ways of prevention let's use that one okay <coughs> like that fish is also very good no fish oil you know they say fish oil is also very good can cure many things and chinese if you ask them they will have so many list of medicines which are all with animal products um so we are not into this we can have i mean we have lived comfortably with vegetarian food and vegetarian medicines and so what is the problem <laughs> we are not dying hmm? can we offer soya so we already covered this soya cannot be offered directly in the altar and just with mantra and that too it's not advisable at all it is uh, not so good so unless it is i mean nothing else available yeah but otherwise better not use soya because too much protein in that hmm. that's why we cannot directly offer to krishna vanajakshi mataji how about cake and breads so, yeah so cake and breads also we cannot take that which is not offered we cannot take that we have to uh, make our own cake and bread or order from the temple prasadam but outside cakes no of course the other cakes they use eggs and all but even vegetarian cake if there's nothing available that's another thing but there's a prasadam available take prasadam cake so here in our temple there is prasadam cake available so if you want you can order <laughs> that's an advertisement for the temple but uh, yeah but breads so breads you can actually make your own bread bread is not not at all difficult to make we make bread here in the temple it's not at all difficult to make it's just like chapati only just make the dough with ah yes so bread yeast when you use yeast in bread that cannot be offered directly in the altar so but you can use it uh, offer it with mantra so these are some of the you know concessions that shri prabhupada has given us so bread you can offer to um, prabhupada like that with mantra and if we use other like baking soda or something then you can offer it in the in the altar so at home you can you can offer this like this that you can make bread with with this uh, maida and you know the yeast and then you can you can actually see youtube videos there are so many nice recipes and you can use your oven then you can bake bread is very easy bread is very easy to make and cake i mean that requires more art and more more training but if you want you can learn it otherwise you can purchase from the temple for any occasions best not to eat any outside breads and cakes actually in bread in outside bread they also use this thing called uh, lard which is taken from pig but it's not an ingredient in the bread but it is used in the manufacturing process i don't know how exactly they use it there is some video that surfaced and there was some article that came out of came out and then prabhu was sharing it sundagopal prabhu and how they even use lard for that so which is taken from pigs so we don't want to take all these things um but if it is vegetarian source um if there is no other choice then we purchase and eat but don't do it you can do it at your home so don't take these extreme situations as part of normal oh can can okay we can do it no <laughs> don't don't make it can can so it cannot cannot so <laughs> we we do it ourselves first if absolutely something is emergency or something cannot be done then those situations are reserved for these kind of um measures and prahlad bhakta prabhu can you make some clarity about the usage of double boiled rice i heard from devotees of prabhupada said it is all right but now i see a quote the double boiled rice is not allowed can you explain this well actually 
what quote? I want to see the quote because Sunagopal Prabhu also mentioned, he showed a quote that it can be used, double boiled rice. So, double boiled rice is basically rice which is already like boiled and the starch is taken out and that rice is again dried up and he is sold. <clears throat> so then when you cook it again, that's called double boiled rice. So, because it is boiled once, sometimes it is said that it cannot be used. Um, we have been following that for very long, but then Sundagopal Prabhu found something that the code that double boiled rice can be used. And that's why we use. But now Prahlad Bhatta Prabhu is saying that double boiled rice, he saw a quote that it is not allowed. Maybe mm-hmm. I can, if I can see the quote, we can discuss with Sundagopal Prabhu or something. In fact, today we had double boiled rice in the temple <laughs> offered to the deities. So I want to know more about it. <coughs> Krishna Kishori Mataji. Uh, question, if we go relative's house, what about cooking vessels? They are already used for onion, garlic. After washing properly, we can use that one for cooking prasadam. No, no, no. Uh, you better take your own utensils and go there if you are going to stay with them or something like that. Because using those, if you have, suppose in your house, if you have used it for cooking onion and garlic and all, and now you have become a devotee and now you want to change, you can actually wash the utensils with turmeric. Sorry, because my legs are a little paining, hurting. So, you can use that after applying some turmeric. But, um, if they are going to use it again for, you know, onion and garlic, it's, it's not advisable to use those items again. So, we, you bring your own utensils and cook with them. And you use that only. And not, their, and not use their utensils. Even the serving spoons and everything because they will be using for their own onion curry or whatever they are using. So, we have, we should have our own items. My point is that why we don't chant Jagannath Baladev Subhadra Mantra at the offering time? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I say Krishna, that is Jagannath, you know, Balra, Baladev and Subhadra already. So, offering mantra is the same, whatever deities you have, the same offering mantra. Even if you have Sitaram deities, also the same offering mantra. So, our offering mantra is this. So, Krishna, when you say Krishna, all, all the Vishnu Tattva is already involved, you know, already included. So, it is not excluded. Um, and even Narasimha, for that matter, we don't even chant Narasimha's uh, mantra for offering to Narasimha Dev, right? But when you say Krishna, Namo Brahmani Deva, Go Brahmani Tash, everybody is involved already. But the process, why we chant Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Krishna is that we are Offering it to Krishna through Prabhupada and Prabhupada offers it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offers it to Krishna, Radha and Krishna in that way. So, that is a method of channel of offering. <coughs> so, when it goes to Krishna, Krishna means all his expansions, everybody is included. So, there are some quotations about double boiled rice. So, some devotees have contributed. Srila Prabhupada comments, frozen means nasty. I never take frozen. All rotten. Rather the same vegetable we have gotten got in India practice. We dry it and keep it. That is tasteful. So far the cucumber pickles. As far as possible we should not offer to the deities which are prepared by non-devotees. We can accept from them raw fruits, grains or similar raw things. So far cooking and preparing they should be strictly limited to the initiated devotees. And aside from this vinegar is not good. It is tamasic in the darkness, nasty food. That's why we don't use the vinegar in our food. 
uh, it is tamasic. So white vinegar is an alternative which is white vinegar is not exactly vinegar because vinegar comes from uh, what is that putrid food when you putrefication what is it called uh, what is it called fermentation fermentation uh, concerning the use of sour cream in the temple it should be stopped immediately wow nothing should be offered to the deities which is purchased purchased in the store things produced by karmi should not be offered to radha krishna ice cream if you can prepare is okay but not otherwise unpolished rice which looks like brown can be used we do not mind polished or unpolished but doubly boiled siddha rice mustn't be must not be used doubly boiled rice is considered impure sun baked rice atapa is called, is all right so here it is said the double boiled rice is not so here it is double boiled rice is not okay here it is said it is not must not be used okay this is good soya beans and lentils are unofferable lentils of course dal we use but soya beans are unofferable as proper said uh, so in the altar we cannot use that so of course for devotees sometimes and for rath yatra like we have mass cooking we also use sometimes the tofu but uh, for offering in the deities in the altar no regarding purchasing things in the market these items are considered as purified when we pay the price for them that is general instruction but when we know something is adulterated we, sh- we should avoid it but unknowingly if something is purchased that is not our fault things which are suspicious however should be avoided mm. no it is not very good to use yeast in preparing prasadam so that's why yeast that's why we don't offer it to the inside the altar we offer it outside since it is offensive to offer anything to krishna that he will not accept one should be extremely cautious not to offer or eat anything questionable one more quote about double boil rice by vishwambar prabhu so mahapurusha my dear mahapurusha this is a letter of prabhupad to mahapurusha prabhu i am in due receipt of your letter detail i mean your detail letter brown rice is generally brown rice generally is doubly boiled therefore it cannot be used for krishna prasadam unpolished rice which looks like brown can be used generally in american the brown rice is doubly boiled therefore unfit we do not mind polished or unpolished but doubly boiled mustn't be used so this is so this is i don't know what quote was that but sunagopal was sharing the other time which which i remember seeing also something anyway uh, we will we will have to so it's good that we are having this so we can fine tune our procedures so we offer the best thing to krishna um so these are the things so if so we also we also learning actually we never used double boiled rice after some time then some quotation was found and then after that okay they said it's okay to use but then now these two very clearly say that we can't use so there has to be some discussion among ourselves about what it is that we can use so good that these points came up and uh, we will definitely look into this and we will make it um first class is fruits considered as best prasadam than the cooked food what do you mean so we we offer krishna food grains or fruits everything we cook fu- cooked food and not co- not that we cook, we offer to krishna only fruits and we we take no we have to offer krishna all nice things so we have to offer with grains and everything so all that is included so I don't, I don't understand if that is what she is asking. Is fruits considered as best prasadam than the cooked food? It's not like that. Anything offered to Krishna is 
prasadam is just that you know we we have to offer the right things all right so we will stop it here if there are no questions i think it's quite late so any other things to be mentioned thank you very much what is the seven of upland so the only thing that is not clear is about the doubly boiled rice um about offering it to the deities so that uh, here is quite clear that it cannot be used but i don't know the other quotation let's see we will uh, we will look into this more clearly <clears throat> but looks like it cannot be used all right thank you very much for coming and uh, we all are learning i me too in this whole thing so thank you very much shri prabhupad ki jai चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जाए श्री श्री राधा मदन मोहन की जाए महाप्रसादम की जाए नेताय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा